Welcome back to Dragons and Dread Forts, the ultimate Game of Thrones companion podcast. We are back Woo! for another episode. Thought I wasn't gonna do it. Every time I, I think my phone. you've forgotten, I you never forget. Uh, I'm Justin. I'm joined by Nicholas. Hello, and Lydia. Hi, and Keith. Hi. Uh, let's stop by the apology corner. Because there um, is one. I forgot what it was, but yeah. I listened back and you said, I'll, I'm going to apologize for this now, but I'll also apologize for this next week. You don't remember. I also remember you saying that. Yeah, I remember you saying that too. Wasn't the pregnant people being pushed down no, that was stairs? That was a week before ago. that. Yeah. I think it, it was wasn't the Keith. Cho Chang thing. Mm-mm. Saying that was the, basically the same thing. You don't have thing. to re-bring up every like, <laughs> bad thing you said. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Uh, what was it? I don't remember. Shit. I was driving when I listened back to the episode and Me I too. thought to myself, oh, I, I'm sure Nick will bring this back up because normally you do a pretty good job of remembering. Yeah, I usually uh, write it down. I was driving as well. I don't remember, I don't remember but I'm very sorry to those people no, that fuck I was talking about. Clearly. <laughs> I'm sorry if you got your feelings hurt. No, I didn't say that. I said um, that before, but those are the fake apologies. Mm. Yeah. I am sorry. I don't remember who you are, but I'm sorry that I offended you and no i'm sorry that i said that i'm sorry that i was a shithead right it's also whatever it was i'm sorry that i said it anything from you nope i don't believe so okay as per usual anything from you no hell no (laughs) uh if i said something that offended you fuck yourself um (laughs) all right This is season four, episode three. Yeah, it, was it is. Released on April the 20th, 2014. 420. 420. Ooh. Titled Breaker of Chains. It was directed by Alex Graves and written by D&D. Mm, both D's. Both them D's. Um, we open with just a glorious shot of Joffrey's dead fucking face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Purple face. You know, I guess we didn't see the end of... of uh, Jack Leeson's acting performance last episode because That's right. this he is had it. yeah he had some yeah. some moments in this one he kept killing it now I think would, that's the I end would of think it. that they're not you know unless there's like flashbacks they've already done the eyes or the the stones on the eyes which mm. I want to make sure it's on record that's how I want to be at my funeral okay um, and then cremate me after that now what if we so you want a funeral and cremation. So selfish. So selfish. <laughs> I'm not asking you to celebrate the cremation. I'm. Do, I want to do as long as I'm not like. Who's gonna make sure like, the rocks stay in the eyes? Up. You think Emily's gonna do that? I've told her a lot, and I told you a lot, and it's now on the internet. So yeah, that's what I'm saying. You think I? So I have to go to both. Actually, no. You don't. No, you don't have to like celebrate the cremation. Just do the like funeral. Clearly, open casket with the eyes. What if you get your face smashed in? Well, yeah, Still at that point. With that no, at that, they, that, can, that point they can work tough. some magic. That's true. Yeah. Well, see if they can work magic. And if they can't, then that's okay. I understand. I'll understand. Okay. But um, what do you want to be cremated in? A Boba huh? Fett helmet. What do you want your cremation outfit to be? Oh, the outfit? Mm-hmm. Probably the birthday suit. That's my favorite outfit. Okay. All right. Not like around people usually, but that's Justin? what I'm saying. I don't want to celebrate. Is that what you're in in your open casket? <laughs> <laughs> if you had to guess what you think mine would be. What do you think it would be? A hoodie. Yes. And jeans. Ripped yes. jeans. Yep. And socks with sandals. And a bandana. And a hat. I would I would probably go vans. Okay. For my cremation. Because it's a little more fancy. 
No, just because I don't really. I never wear the sandals outside the house. Oh, okay, that's just you, around the house. Do you want more tattoos after you die? If that's possible, yeah. Okay, yeah. I would love that because then I don't have to go through the agony of getting my skin tattooed. It's true. You also don't get to appreciate that. No, but during the resurrection, he can have new tattoos on his body. (laughs) In my next life. I don't think he's getting resurrected. (laughs) If you have tattoos, you're not part of the resurrection. We don't know. (laughs) I don't know if you know. Oh, really? Cool. Yeah. Well, see you later, guys. for you. You made it so long. What about like in my reincarnation? Can I have tattoos then? Like if you're a cat and you get neutered, maybe. What? What? <laughs> what is that? When they when they neuter cats, they tattoo them so you can easily tell that they've been neutered. Oh. No, but I'm saying like right, yeah, dogs have that too. You didn't know yeah. that? Yeah, they put a little tattoo on the belly, huh. so that if they ever get yeah, it's easy to tell. They don't have to like dig in there and be like, oh yeah, there's no no balls here. Interesting. Uh, the balls you can probably realize, but the right other <laughs> stuff. Um, What's the other stuff, Nick? I don't really know. <laughs> Lydia? The uterus. Do you want to tell us about the other stuff? Oh no, not really. Don't they okay. take out the uterus on a female on a f- female animal? A bitch. Oh well, it's cats too. Right. I'll talk about my cat. Pussies. That way. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. Yeah, I think it's like a a cat hysterectomy. Well, call in. <laughs> Where did we? Listeners I don't know. How did tell this us happen? about this? I don't know how we got here. Oh, cremation tattoos. Cremation. I would like. Animals. I would. Yeah. If if I can have did more I get it? more tattoos, you got the closest. Yeah. Cool. Actually, I think you were, you didn't say anything about shoes. I didn't say shoes. shoes. Keith interrupted me. Everything I would have said Vans. Yeah. Why do you need shoes where you're going? Because I always, when have you ever seen me without shoes? Yeah. He doesn't want a hot foot. (laughs) I want to go out. I want to know whatever I'm spreading over wherever I'm spreading it, that I got you and not the shoes. That's what I want. That's why I like the idea of doing it naked. Hey, Nick, I hate to break the news to you. You're I'm not only, spreading. You're the only person getting this the ashes. You no, but I'm saying like them. I want to make sure that yeah, I want to make sure I'm not like yeah, we're gonna all split right, them between all of us. Justin and oh, yeah, I'm like no, that oh, was yeah. just the shoes. Okay, Lydia doesn't. <laughs> like pieces <laughs> of rubber. That hurt. I just want to go to places that you hate and spread you it, around. What if it so church? <laughs> what? <laughs> so we where? are we're gonna have your whole service in a church? No. No, not the service. No, I want to involved at the Republican National right. Convention. Oh my God. I'll go to the He's your biggest fan, and like he's really end, sad he can't be here for Trump's eighth nomination. No, that's not what it is. It's when they like release the confetti at the end. Justin has been <laughs> mixed in. Justin. Okay, yeah. okay, Justin all confetti. right. On second, I like that idea. This, I'm not. Look, I'm not saying that's a million dollar idea. I'm not right saying there. I want to celebrate Justin within the places he hates. I want to go to the places he hates. And spread him maliciously. Yeah. That okay, okay. <laughs> there are those companies where you can like mail people spiders, mail people right. envelopes of glitter. Yeah, yeah. The glitter, bomb. Yeah, glitter bomb. But it's a Justin ashes. bomb. You oh open, you're God. like, what is this? I think that might be a million dollar idea, I guys. I love yeah. this. Yeah, I like that a lot. I don't know yeah. if the postal service would transport ashes, but maybe if you hide, just don't tell them do. what's in it. I think yeah. they do. They have to. They have to mark it as human remains. Who Which who be tells the post office weird. what you're mailing? Well, they X-ray stuff. It's yeah, yeah. You have to like you have to disclose it if it's some sort of right. But like, if I just write like this is dust. This is definitely flour. Like they're just not loose all-purpose flour. Right. They're not going to DNA test whole it. wheat. Whole wheat flour. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Barrel. I like the flour. idea. For for the record, I do like the idea of reincarnation. Okay. Um, I like the idea of like energy recirculating. That's pretty cool. I'll let, I think. I'll let them know. What would you yeah. like to be reincarnated as? I don't think I get that choice. I'm and just, I, but if you did, based on the stupid shit I say in this podcast, I don't think it's gonna be anything good. Well, again, but your who's choice. who's the, yeah? Like well, you show up in the I afterlife, don't think, and they're like, "Hey, we're sending you back. What do you want to be?" 
I don't think you no, but it's just I, energy. So I like, understand. Right. But if you could pick, if I could pick, okay, yeah. okay, okay, okay. If okay. you could hey, pick, hey, hey, play this game with just us. Just play the game. I am playing the game. Just play this game with us, Nick. Um, Stop blowing on holes of everything. Right. So it has to be mine. a living thing, right? So oh no, it I doesn't like, have to be a living no. thing. It can be a chair. This is anything your no, because chairs don't wants. have like energy. Like this is anything your imagination. Her Christmas ornament has energy. I would really like to be like. A, be get to be like a spirit and like mm-hmm. interact with people. I think that'd be fun. Okay, but so you um, want to be reincarnated as a ghost? Well, that's not reincarnation, but like that'd be cool. But I don't I know. Probably he plays this game. Can, well, not fuck you. I haven't what thought about it. Jesus, as? I lo- love talking about reincarnation. I mm-hmm. have this theory. I'll answer your question, but first, I have a theory <laughs> that um, all of my friends and like the people that I love the most are me. In another life, and that's why they have found their way to me. I don't know if I actually Ooh, I believe like this, but it's well. just fun to think about. What level of like friendship in this life does someone have to be to be considered a reincarnated version of you? Um, because there's people that like are friends but not friends, and then there's like if I bring a heating pad, hey, everybody, to house, there's like Justin and Nick. <laughs> so, me, yeah, yes. Um, but I would want to be, I don't know, I think that there's probably a little bit of shared energy between us from, a, from ooh, different lives. Ooh, I have one, mm-hmm. I do think that that's I want to face my fears and become a white man. <laughs> <laughs> well, be, pre- be prepared for trouble and make it double because <laughs> it's a hard life. Yeah. yeah, it's so not hard. It's not life. that bad. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're yeah. I'm in the minority. I just want to rest no, in my nowhere. next life. No, so not. maybe <laughs> I want it to be a cakewalk. I would like to. No, fuck I, you. You're no, done. no, fuck you. <laughs> I'm cutting that out. No, you're not. Just bleep it. I want to be a bee. I'm. I'm going to cut that out. Wow. Forty-three minutes. What wow. a jerk. Nick wants to be a. How cool too. would be fucking apex predator and shit? But also, like, I, I mean, get to technically, do, you are an apex. predator. I get predator. to do flippies. I, I have you met? I am not an apex predator by any way, shape, <laughs> Look, or sir, form. Sir, you are a member of the human race. Uh, maybe like a big cat or a wolf. Ooh, just like a big house cat. No, or- <laughs> <laughs> like like a like a tiger or mm. Siberian maybe. What if that's your wish and you end up with like Doc Antle? Or <laughs> the, the guy with, no, yeah, the guy no. from Tiger King. I would was eat. Like, I would eat Joe Exotic so fast. Yeah, mm. like you'd be a, the one that bit off that. Like as a cat, Harold Baskin's a fucking bitch. As a cat or as Justin? No, not as Justin. Okay. I don't support cannibalism. We've talked about this maybe on I wasn't talking about podcast. cannibalism. How else would I eat him? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> I walked right into that. Yeah, you did. Uh, I don't think that he washes his ass. So I'm not into it. Okay. Joe Exotic? Yeah. I don't think he does. I think I'm going to hard disagree with you yeah, on I that think he one. Does. I think he bleaches it. <laughs> I don't know if he bleaches well, it. That's not washing. Well, he hasn't right. been bleaching it recently in prison. That's true. Probably not doing a whole lot. Doesn't of he have cancer? Prison. I don't know. I, I think, think he... that was... I don't want to say that. I'm def- not I... sure if that was real. I know he had COVID at one point, but so did everybody else. So uh, it's true. Think... I, I think that he, he was had, lobbying. So the next step is probably cancer after COVID. I yeah. think he was lobbying to get out. And so he was trying to like throw shit. I thought it was wall. cancer after the vaccines. I thought that's what we were doing. It's cancer after most everything nowadays. Oh, okay. Yeah. I just like it because I get to swipe my wrist on things and it just pays for shit. I just you know? like the, the cancer or the no, vaccine? after the vaccine. Okay. Just, you know, beep. Oh, is that? That's how it works. I want Mine to apologize working. to Joe Exotic. He does have prostate cancer. There you go. I'm I also sorry. should apologize to Joe Exotic because I said that he was using that as a ploy to get out. I mean, if he has prostate cancer, he probably watches his butthole. As and we were and he about. might be using that as a ploy to get out. 
Should I apologize for that? Nah. I don't know. I, I don't. Uh, we're kind of in deep to this, and <laughs> hey, we're deep in Joe we're Exotic right now. In. So, God, where? What happened? Uh, reincarnation. Big cat. Big okay. cat. Would you eat Joe Exotic? What do you want to be, Justin? Cannibalism. Oh, yeah. uh, Would everybody else on the spot? On the spot. Uh, my first choice would be a tiger, because okay. they're my favorite animal. My right. second choice would be uh, a house cat. Fair enough. I want to be a cat, like a house cat, but in Egypt where they were worshipped. Worshipped. I mean, I, I kind of worship my cats, specifically Shadow. I don't think you can go back in time. Why not? You can do whatever you, you want. Can go f- why not? Energy can go forward and backwards. And also, I like that idea. We kept telling you time you could be Time is not a- this in my That's true. Well, time is just a construct. Jeremy Barramy. What if we're neighbor cats? Oh. <gasps> Honestly, then- we're probably reincarnating into a different multiverse. Yes. That I would be okay with. I would like my life to turn out differently in that one. If that's okay. I'd like to be Spider-Man in that one. If that's cool. Yeah. Okay. Go, so reincarnate Tiger or Spider-Man? I would uh Tiger. Tiger Man. You're gonna take Tiger over Spider-Man? Yeah. I'm a I'm a big, Whoa. I'm a big Spider-Man. Spider-Man attracts a lot of shit. I am You might not have to though. I'm trying to live my next life a lot differently than this one, and I feel like signing up to be Spider-Man is just asking for So it's been like a hard life and you just need some time to rest. Yeah. As a house cat. Right. If I'm a house cat, I'm just chilling. I don't yeah, think you want to be a tiger then, because, yeah, they got to work really hard for shit. Yeah, but, like, I would deal with the challenge of life if I was a fucking tiger. And I would also be a menace yeah. to society. I would I would fucking show up in, this, like, in the nearest village and just eat people, and I'd be that tiger. I was watching this documentary on Netflix called Life in Color, and it was... Um, it's like one of those Planet Earth sort of like spinoff things. I love those. Yeah, it was so good because it like talked about color in the animal world and all that kind of shit. But it like showed you a, a, a like camera shot of a tiger if you had the the vision of a gazelle or like some sort of what deer or whatever. Like? You couldn't see them. They can't see orange. So like in the grass and shit, they couldn't see the That's tiger. That's a sick joke. It was God. insane. <laughs> yeah, like it was crazy. God. I mean, That's literally, like w- right when there. they did that, that filter, you could not see the tiger anymore. I've seen something plan. similar to that um, with cheetahs and their spots. They did something similar on a different documentary one time. Yeah. And you would think the pattern of the spots would show up, but the way that their vision, whatever antelope or whatever animal it was, the vision, it just totally disappears. It's yeah. so crazy. Now, well, once they start moving, but it, when they're sitting when still, they're sitting you so can't, you can't fucking see them. See yeah. I I knew where to look and I couldn't see it. However you think that all this got here, whether it's God or evolution or whatever, like it's crazy. It's It's insane. Sure. I think a happy accident. (laughs) Thanks, Bob Ross. There's a little limb. I love me some Bob Ross. There's a second limb because everybody needs a friend. (laughs) (laughs) I love Bob Ross. He's so good. Um, I spent a lot of time in college watching Bob Ross. I don't know why. You can visit him. He's right here. It's true. I found him the other day. I don't know why he was like a, a... the punchline of a joke in, when I was a kid. Uh, wait a second. He's buried in He's the buried in Woodlawn. Woodlawn. I don't know what that is. Cemetery. It's in Gotha. Like right. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Bob like, Ross is buried in Gotha? Yeah. Yeah. Bob yeah. Ross is He's dead. He's neighbors with my dad. Yeah. But oh, you can <laughs> you can visit that. him. No, it's true. In art classes like at local community colleges like Valencia, they'll host like little painting sessions at his grave, which sounds creepy, but I no, think it's no, it's I think that's great. That's like yeah, he, he Bob would, would love that. He would I want know. nothing more. Well, than... there's a bunch of other Ross family there, and like no, fuck them. There was a bunch of like flowers and <laughs> stuff there last time. Like people still keep up with it. <sighs> that's cool. I yeah. did not know he was buried ten yeah. minutes down the street. You could go find him. Honestly, yeah. I didn't know he was dead. 
Yeah, he died. Yeah. That's too bad. Yeah. Um, He's like pretty dead. Also, this is kind of, it's pretty dead. We're, we're fresh off of Bob Saget, which is pretty sad. I've, I didn't really know anything about Bob Saget other than the Tourette's guy video. You like know what I'm talking full about? House and Bob Saget. You don't know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, dude. It's fucking funny. You did that. Yeah. Uh, but I've heard, like, this week a bunch of people have been talking about how great. For that? No. A lot of people have been talking about how great Bob Saget was, but I always kind of thought that, wasn't he like. Justin's like, good riddance. Wasn't he? Apparently. Wasn't he like kind of touchy I, you know, with. I heard that women he kind stuff? of turned into like a. a Dirtier old man. He yes. was always that's that. what I he had was, heard. He was always that. But he played the but like he played dad the American figure. dad or whatever. But um, yeah, so fuck but him. People in show business really loved him because yeah. he was. Yeah, a, people in show know. business also participated with the Epstein stuff. Okay, how about Betty White? We okay with Betty White? <laughs> I mean, she's, oh, she's gone now too. R.I.P. Betty White. Yeah, that yeah. one. That one hurts. We lost grandma and we lost dad in the same. Like, yeah, well, dad was a perv. He's not my dad. I don't know my dad. He might be mine. He's not my real dad. All right. Well. R.I.P. Bob Saget for me, but not from anybody else. Yeah, fuck him. No, I'll I'll R.I.P. him. Should we talk about Jump in? <laughs> Game of Thrones. <laughs> so Joffrey. <laughs> so that's the episode, everybody. Thanks for listening. <laughs> so um, we're doing great. Um, so we open with uh, the scene. Joffrey uh, is there. Cersei is freaking out. She's screaming about Tyrion. We see Dantos and Sansa. Uh, he's escorting her away. Um there's a, a search kind of breaks out. Uh, you know, Cersei's asking about her. Tywin lays down the band hammer. He's like, find her. No one leaves the city. And then we go on this little like adventure through uh, King's Landing with Dantos and Sansa. Um, did you like, okay, so obviously it happens really quickly. So there's not a lot of processing time. Right. But did you uh, like, have a thought about how you thought that that was going to play out. Like, did you think they were going to escape or did you think they were going to get caught or do you, did it happen too fast? I assumed they would get to a ship, but then when they got to a dinghy, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. And then they rode out in a mist and I'm like, well, okay. And then that ship, I thought it was like a wrecked ship. It looks like it. Stannis. Cause they had thing. the sails all down. Right. And like the way that the angle shot, I know it was trying to shoot up from their ship, but like, it looked like it was just like, capsized yeah. out of the water and I was like where are they going? Yeah. The Black then, Pearl. Right. And then it wasn't any of those things. They're going to meet Gendry. <laughs> Gendry passed Gendry's, them on the way like, he's like hey, yeah. hey guys. Um, yeah, okay. Still rowing it's, the it's the it's the warg from the Wildlings is replaying his Pirates yeah, of the Caribbean. There you go. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you guys are supposed to be here. I've right. been into that. That would be good. He, he like looks over the like edge of the ship and his, his eye, eye pops down. out. Yep. And then Johnny Depp stumbles <laughs> out and asks where the rum is, and it's gets really weird. So gone. So, at what point did you know? Who whose ship this was? When he was there, it wasn't until <laughs> then. Yeah. Okay. I thought he was gone, and he, he wasn't. Well, he was, but right. apparently not. Baelish is never gone. He's, He's just fucking always not. in our hearts. So, okay. So now we've got some clarity on what has transpired. Kind of. I mean, like I could I could probably sit here and say like, oh, it was probably Baelish, but I can't say for. Sure. sure, because again, you can't say anything for they've sure. Cut Ned's head off, and they stabbed Rob and Talissa. So they who the heck it. knows what's going on? Thank you for those. Yeah. Um, this was pretty heavy-handed. He talked about like all the things that have happened and all that. Like he orchestrated the whole thing. Like three weeks before, gave Dantos the necklace and like like recited the the 
speech that Dantos gave to Sansa. Like, he orchestrated everything. Now, I see what you mean. Like, it could just be a red herring that, like, you're not... Well, he could have just been trying to get Sansa to leave, and then, like... I'm, I'm not going to say it was, like, a super coincidence that it happened, but he was like, hey, Dantos, like, figure out a time to get Sansa out of there. The show has ruined Keith. And yeah. then <laughs> even when they're like, that's what it was. this, this happened, it. he's like, I don't think that that's what happened. Fuck you guys. <laughs> that's not how it and happened. It's also like, you didn't say I killed Joffrey. No. So, like, it's a, it's akin to there's not a body. Sure. I think part of it, I, I totally, I totally understand right. where you're at. And I remember watching mm-hmm. the show and being like, and I don't disagree with you. I like, don't know what's happening. They laid out a lot of Baelish did this. Right. Part of that is probably like they want, there's, I, I would imagine there's probably a moment when there is this big reveal mm-hmm. and they need to leave some suspense about around what happened until that moment. Right. Until he shows up and, throws a mask off and he's like it was me ha <laughs> sure right but they they were pretty heavy-handed with like <laughs> Baelish <laughs> here's all the things that I've done since I've been gone that led us to this moment and anyway right. but just the show has done that with again. I would have put my next paycheck that you would have saying since you've been gone right there because you ju- you do that a lot sometimes. <laughs> For, well, pay up. Were you no, saying I, something? I would have. I didn't. But did you I, expect it to? Like, did you say a thing? Because I couldn't hear you. No, he, he said. He said. Uh, you know, since I've been gone, this is all the stuff. Like, and then oh. I, I could have sworn that would have been a Keith that move. you were going to say. Since it's you've a been Keith gone. move, but I think I was in the mode of I'm not listening. I'm waiting for him to stop. So, <laughs> so I can respond. <laughs> as I'm learning from both of you. That's how you do how it. to talk. <laughs> To people on a podcast, you don't listen. You just think of what you're gonna say, <laughs> and whether or not they stop talking, you're gonna say it. So you might as well just do it. Roast them. You catch it on, man. That's good. Boom, roasted. It's true. Uh, <laughs> Mom, Dad, Keith. <laughs> Keith is in. Keith is in it now. Stop fighting. Hi. Oh, we're not fighting. But you didn't say since you've been gone, um, and I'm not gonna do it either. I did. I mean, like. It is pretty heavy-handed, though. And to Keith's defense, like, could be it, but also they've given us things before that were, oh, oh, it was definitely that that guy, and then it wasn't that guy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I I was wondering too with the way that Tywin reacted to Sansa being gone. Um, did you did you lose sort of the thought from last episode where he was just standing there watching Joffrey die? I mean, his response was pretty like. Yo, what the fuck? Yeah, we gotta do like, something. Well, and yeah, I mean, he even like call. He talks about that a little bit in the end of the episode when he's like, "If I would have done this, I wouldn't have been like standing there looking stupid." Tyrion like, said that. Yeah, yeah. So like, he was very much like, "What? What?" Yeah, but I think you were I talking, talking about, about Tywin. Tywin. Yeah, so Tywin like reacted was like, so, "Where's oh. where? You know, find her. Right. Uh, no one leaves the city." Like we were talking about Tywin's reaction last week about. Like how he was just standing there, kind of stoic as Joffrey was dying, mm-hmm. and Tywin had the reaction this week that you expected him to have last week. Like nobody moves until we figure out, figure this whole thing out. Nobody leaves the city. Find Sansa, bring her back here. A, a much more, uh, you know, appropriate response. Yeah, right. Well, I mean, I, that felt like it was just a response to Sansa not being there. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I think know. If Sansa I mean, was still there, he wouldn't have. Lock the city down. But then later on, the way he talks to Tom and like over Joffrey's dead body, like it kind of seemed like, okay, well, this worked out for you, huh? Yeah. I mean, he clearly didn't like Joffrey. I mean, they planted seeds even in this episode that 
like Tywin had involved might might have been involved. I think it was Tyrion about how Tommen's easier to control. Like right. yeah. they, they Tyrion are was going through all of the like he was playing investigator basically. Yeah, they've definitely left the book open on multiple op- opportunities, but they did lead pretty heavy, heavily with like Littlefinger. Right. Well, and I mean, and it also could come out that like Littlefinger was the one who killed him, but like Tywin also was planning to do it. And his plan just didn't go off. Yeah. Or there also could be multiple people in this Or shit. the way that Littlefinger Little Finger poisoned the pie, but friggin' Tywin poisoned the wine. Right. And who knows what happened? And, yeah. And somebody else poisoned the dove. And right. Yeah. And the dove poisoned itself. Four and, different people were trying to kill Joffrey at the same time. Right. Joffrey's actually not dead. He just took a weird potion and bled a little bit, and he's fine. He doesn't seem fine. Um, I hope he's not fine. I think. I think if he was fine, he probably would have woken up during that rape slash sex scene. No, that was a rape was, scene. Yeah, okay. That was rape. Yeah, that, I, that wasn't I a agree, yeah. Um, so, but I mean, the way that Littlefinger deals with Dantos kind of says that if he did do it, he didn't do it with anybody else because he's not leaving any loose ends. Right. Um, yeah, which is air, upsetting. The Dantos, arrow to the know, face was brutal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he got two, I think, right? He got, a, he got one to the face, one to the chest. Yeah, but the one that went right here... And his cheek is where that Justin is pointing. Was was that a Lil Wayne song? One to the head. Now you know he dead. What, what song that's was that? A line, that's a line. Yeah. that sounds very Lil Wayne ish. I think that might have been Air Force Ones. Actually. Like uh, I think Justin said that. Last oh, week, it was actually. Go DJ. I think that's Lil Wayne. Yeah, that's actually one of the better Lil Wayne. Songs. I think that's pretty much. I think that was a line in that song. Lydia, what's your favorite little Lil Wayne song? I almost no, said Lil what's your favorite Little Wayne song? Right. I like older Lil Wayne. That's perfect. Go, go DJ. Go DJ. So like, so like Lil Lil Wayne, yeah. not like Big Lil Wayne. <laughs> yeah. All right. He well, yeah, Big Wayne, Lil Wayne. I'm a Lil Wayne fan. I'm not a Big Wayne fan. No one really ever talks about Wayne though, and right. I just feel bad about. Well, that he right he now. went from Lil to Big pretty quick. Mm-hmm. So I don't think he had just like a Wayne stage. He was just Lil, and mm-hmm. then he's just ginormous Wayne. Mm-hmm. So G Wayne. I'm waiting on Nick to pick up. Right. Oh, okay, sorry. Yeah, so <laughs> waiting for Nick. So we to got. Say yeah, so Dantos is saying basically like, "Hey, I, I told her, I told you, I'd get her to safety," and he's like screaming it. And I guess Littlefinger knows that sound carries over water because which, he says, sound yeah, carries voices, over water. voices carry over water." That's how we know but he like, knows because it happened. But not a lot of people know that that you, it does carry pretty far over water. Anyways, so. Uh, you know, Baelish says, oh, yeah, I think it was 10,000, right? I have it right here. And then two crossbows come out and shoot him in the face and the chest. Which, those um, are very expensive crossbows. Yeah, 10,000 worth. Um, so from there, it's just Littlefinger and Sansa. Littlefinger explaining everything we've talked about. Like, I, you know, I orchestrated this entire thing. Who do you think gave him the necklace? He smashes the necklace, basically showing that it was just like glass. It wasn't anything right. special. Um, what did I say? And he's super yeah, not creepy the entire time. Yeah, yeah, uh, definitely very creepy, actually. Um, That's what I meant. You're right. Sansa asked, why did you kill him? Littlefinger says, because he was a drunk and a fool, and I don't trust drunk fools. Oh. Yeah, not cool. Um, he wouldn't like you. judgy. Yeah, so thinking, <laughs> <laughs> I think Littlefinger would kill me, too. Um, so, anyways, it's it's just kind of a it's a reintroduc- reintroduction of Littlefinger, because he's been gone for... A while, yeah. Um, and then all of a sudden, he's back there orchestrating how to get Sansa out, even though he already tried to get Sansa out. She said no. Um, so now Littlefinger is sailing off to wherever. Where do we think he's sailing off to? Uh, Harrenhal. 
Okay. Um, okay. Um, he has Sansa with her, with him. Yep. So the key to the north now, which is pretty big. Well, he does say, "You'll have to find the line." Let's. It's time to go home, or let's return home, or let's go home. Something about home. Yeah. It says, "Come, my lady. I know you've had a difficult day, but you're safe now. I promise you that. You're, you're safe with me and sailing Sugar home, baby." <laughs> Sailing home. Yeah. I was singing in my head, Keith. Now, that, that doesn't mean her home. Right. That could mean his home, but which is Heron Hall, right? Yeah. Well, here's the deal. Tell me the deal. About Heron Hall. <laughs> uh-huh. It's not a home. I don't know. Home is where the heart is. That he is still going to have an opportunity to call Heron Hall his home. Mm-hmm. He stole Sansa, and based on what he's alleging... Because he he seems to know, and that shit just happened ten seconds ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I would imagine because Heron Hall was given to him by Joffrey, Joffrey, right? That he's no longer going to be. I mean, Joffrey can't take it back though. Yeah, right. I I think that when you're given that, it's not like a until this king dies or no. Is I'm removed. saying you don't think Tywin's gonna. He stole Sansa. And he doesn't know that. I don't think so. I think Tywin's the reason why he has Heron Hall in the first place. You know, kind of orchestrated it with Joffrey to, to give that to Baelish. You're telling me the second that Tywin finds out that Sansa's yeah, with Littlefinger? Yeah, I think that Littlefinger's going to have some sort of, of uh, you know, elaborate plan to... He's got to have some elaborate plan to conceal her in some way. Because you're right. As soon as they find out that you have Sansa, you're no longer in good graces with the land. Okay, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, right. And y'all, I felt like you were some, like, no, 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 they're not going to give a shit. No, he's got to have like, some kind of plan. Am I fucking crazy? Um, okay, so you're just saying that there's more to... Well, but Littlefinger's thing is chaos. Like, he can't he can't move up the ladder and, unless chaos is ensuing. So Joffrey being dead, that is chaos right there. I mean, you've got... At, 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 at this point, the country is somewhat... You know, coming to peace. Now you've got the the uh, Greyjoy thing. You still got to figure out, but that's way off from King's Landing. No big deal. You've you've told uh, you know um, Boltons that they have to the Boltons that they have to you know remove the Greyjoys from the north. They're not going to remove them for them. So it's kind of like okay, everything's cool now. Everything's fine. And then boom, fucking the king gets poisoned at his wedding. That that's chaos right there. So I mean, it does everything. Sort of points to Littlefinger orchestrated this in some way, shape, or form right. because chaos is a ladder. That's but his thing. To and, like counterpoint yeah. a little bit, like not not saying that Tywin's not like a really great strategist strategist. There we go. That's the right word. But like immediately he's like, hey Dorn, we need you. Why don't you be this judge? Like, hey, my son, like now you're on trial and I'm probably going to like obviously uh lean the judges in favor of whatever I want. Like mm-hmm. he like moved quick like he did. hey tommen you're the king now you got to get ready you should listen to me all the time like he was ready for it yeah and again not saying he's not a good planner but like he turned that around while I, joffy was still probably warm yeah you're right i, I know tommen is portrayed as much as a little bit older in the show but he, in he the book young. he's eight yeah um that is a very very young human so what <laughs> no matter whether you have a plan or not coming up after after Joffrey, having an eight-year-old as a king is is chaos. I mean, and Littlefinger, uh, you know, Varys has said that Littlefinger would would see the country burn if he could be king of the ashes. So right. he's got something up his sleeve. He now has Sansa, uh, you know, key to the north. He's going off to. I actually think 
Yeah, they were talking about they they did t- say that he was going to kind of try to join join forces with Liza Aaron because um you know that was who he was promised to or whatever. Mm-hmm. So you've got a lot going for you if you're Littlefinger at this point and having Sansa is a huge ace in the hole. So uh, you know, that that one's going to be really interesting to play out. That's the, ace in the hole. Yeah. Which hole? Um just kidding. Hopefully no holes. None of them if they're an ace. Yeah. What? What's an ace? Lydia, that was for you. You're not paying attention. I don't understand the the phrase. I was just making a sex joke. And but then, what is the what does that mean? Ace in the hole. It's like, like what a, are the origins? I think it's playing cards. Like you've got a you you've, got, you've got an ace that's that is in your hand that nobody What's else knows hole? about. I uh, was making it dirty out joke. In the open. No, but in cards, what is the hole? <laughs> like in your hand. Oh, okay. yeah. Like it's not out in the open. No one knows that you have this. No one can see that you have this ace, Got but it. you do have this ace okay, that you okay, have. Okay. And then Justin made a sex joke. Yeah, yeah. No, I. And I then got... I said, an but ace since it's Sansa, I don't want to see it to be in any holes. I want. But what's an ace? An asexual person. Oh. 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 So I was expecting you to get that one. Because of our, because you know you're asexual, LGBTQA ally. Right, right, right. A for ally. Right. Thanks for that. You're welcome. <laughs> I, I just, never called them aces. Yeah, I see it a lot on the. TikToks. I call them the formal asexuals. The but formal normals. Yeah, maybe yeah. I should change that. No, they. I see ace a lot on the internet. All right, so from there, uh, Odontis <laughs> is dead. Littlefinger and Sansa are, are sailing off. From there, we cut to Marjorie and Olena in the gardens. And Marjorie is sitting there asking the question that all of us are asking. And she am says, I am I the queen? <laughs> and Olena's like, well. <laughs> Olena says, more than you were with Rinley, less than you would if Joffrey would have done the, the courtesy of consummating the marriage before dying. Um, she so knew, She heard you on our last week's podcast. Basically, no. Yeah, I mean, like, you're... Not, but you kind of are. Where was the not. bedding ceremony when we needed it? I know that would have been a good time. You know? That would have been a bedding ceremony. That would have been great. Yep, yep. So Marjorie is just reminiscing. Quick interruption. Sure. Firefoot of the week goes to Marjorie. Okay. She looked great. She had this like deep green dress, and the like design on it was gold, and I thought it looked stunning. You haven't given it to Margie very much, even no. though she is a, a she a very always well, looks great. Yeah. I thought her hair, the way it was like pulled back up here, but still like hanging down long. I thought it looked intricate and yeah, she regal. Was, I, was it, it looked green? regal? It looked like black. To it me, looked like, from a it looked black, standpoint. but like it, I because I thought that at first because Olena's wearing black, black, and I like looked really closely at uh, there was this like part of her dress that was the sun was shining on it, and it was like one of those like really really deep. Uh, greens that is very very dark, which is the best green. It is the best green. I don't love green, but I like that green. Um, and it it like had a green shimmer to it. So they're kind of reminiscing about like uh Olena's husband dying and how she had to see him after he was dead. Marjorie's talking about how horrible it was to watch happen. Uh, she mentions that she may be cursed because one of her husbands preferred the company of men. Uh, the other one and was stabbed through the heart. The other one, you know, died at their wedding feast. Um, so she must be cursed. And Olena says, delightfully so, has a line that's like, "Actually, your circumstances have improved markedly." Uh, which markedly? I don't. Is that a that, markedly? Yeah. yeah. Um. Anyways, and talking about, she's now going to try to seduce Tommen. Which, okay, he's an eight-year-old. We talk about the alliance remains. Right. They need us. Um, and then she says, she says net the next one. Right. But then we cut to 
Tommen's face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So implied based on the, yeah. the alliance remains, they need us. Marjorie's single, and now we've got this shot of Tommen. It kind of sets up like they're gonna gun. That's for gonna her. happen. They're gonna gun for that now. Yeah. So Elena talks about the alliance with the Lannisters, like you were saying, and then that's pretty much the end of that that scene. So yeah, it kind of sets up. Um, what to expect from Marjorie from yeah. here. And I enjoyed the line wherever it was about like, you might be cursed, but not as much as you would have been had you actually had to be married to him. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to enjoy it much more than you, you would have enjoyed being married to him. It's, it's very true. It's also kind of a callback to the scene last, sometime last season where they're in the garden with Sansa and they're trying to get an idea of who Joffrey is and they're asking her and basically telling her, like, look, you can be honest with us. Um, we need to know the truth. You need to let her know what to expect. And Marjorie or uh, Sansa was like, he's a monster. Um, and then obviously there were moments where they saw that. But uh, it just made me think about that scene. Um, because Sansa was obviously very hesitant to share any of that. And then it's, it's kind of like... Um, a revelation because Sansa was hesitant to share that, but now they're in the same ish area speaking openly about it because he's gone. Like what the fuck is he going to do about it? Right. Um, and there's chaos, you know, at this moment, there's probably not a bunch of spies sitting listening to us. Cause there's too much other shit going on. Yeah. Mainly, you know, chief among the tasks right now is finding Sansa wherever she is. Um, I just thought that, that was kind of cool. Um, then we cut to Tommen and, uh, Tommen also gets fired for the week. Wow. Wow. You didn't really notice it um, until a little later in the scene when he and Tywin are walking up the steps, but he's got this like gold, almost like tunic kind of like mm. long thing. Uh, I just thought it looked really nice. I think he's really adorable. Like I think Tommen's a really like he, we, uh, we see his demeanor. He's obviously very like meek and sweet and kind, uh, but he's he's just a cute kid, like he and he's a kid, like he's a little, he's a child. Yeah. Um. But Tyr- Tyrion the opposite is, of Joffrey. Yeah. Tyrion has already said earlier in the series that uh, I think he was talking to Cersei that you got oh oh it was Cersei when Cersei said that when the Targaryens had a child that gods flip a coin of whether or not they're going to be crazy or not and Tyrion says you beat the odds two of your children are are you know really respectable kids and so. We know Tommen has likability to him. He has good qualities, redeeming qualities. Um, and I think that kind of shows in this conversation with Tywin. Yeah. Um, I think we can do this now since he had lines. So Tommen is the one, is a reincarnated, uh, not character, but actor. Yeah, he he died when... One of the, um, one of the cousins? The Great John. Yeah. Uh, it, it was, was no. It, it was, wasn't Ra- the it was Rickard. It was Rickard yeah. when he busted in and killed the cousins, the hostages. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Tommen was one of the cousins. I don't know what led them to like recast him because he didn't really have any lines. Like it wasn't like he had a stellar, quick performance of acting. The only time the other Tommen was really a uh, uh, you know any kind of feature was when they, the siege was happening and Cersei had Tommen there. Um, and about was about to, to yeah about to drink the essence of nightshade. I was actually talking about the actor who na- is now playing Tommen. Oh, like, like why? A lot of times, if they like, I don't think I've ever seen that before in anything I've ever watched where there was a character that was someone else that had then, lines, but yeah. but not. And then that now I've seen recastings, but I've never seen 
a repurpose of an actor after they died. And I thought it's pretty interesting. And I, I don't really know what led to that because it wasn't like he had a lot of, you know, mm-hmm. lines or, you know, he had very few, but for whatever reason they wanted him around. I think part of the reason they chose to, uh, get rid of the old Tom and is he was really, really young. He was, he fit the, the age and, mm. and, but it just probably wouldn't have for worked. the dialogue and stuff. Yeah. I think it would have been really hard for someone that young to have accomplished the task of having this conversation with Tywin in a like believable manner. Like right. he was a kid, he was a little kid. Yeah. Well, yeah. and they probably, they had a kid who looked like a Lannister. Let's just, yeah, he's already played a Lannister. Lannister. He's already on, he's familiar with the show and what we're doing. And right. Let's and he's him, probably not that familiar to audience who's like not eagle eye watching it. So. Who hasn't seen it ten times? So, sure. so from dead cousin to king, right? You made it a true glow up. <laughs> yeah. uh, ten ten episode challenge a instead of the ten Lannister. year challenge. <laughs> um, so we're finally there. We finally made it. We made it to uh, to what I think is a really great scene. Um, I think you see pretty quickly. You talked about it a minute ago, but Tywin really is like going in on this. Um, he didn't have a lot of influence over Joffrey from what we've been led to understand uh, before. And so when he arrived at King's Landing, Joffrey was already a piece of shit. Uh, with Tommen, Tommen's still young enough to be molded and influenced. And Tywin's there present now where he was at Casterly Rock most of Joffrey's childhood. Um so now we're, you know, they get into this conversation, um, you know, about what makes a good king, um, which I thought it was, I thought it was kind of cute when he was asking like, what happens now? And Tommen's like, um, the king, like, <laughs> you know, I, I, it was just, it was, it was very innocent. Whereas Joffrey was like foaming at the mouth to become king. He yeah. let everyone in the world know that he was the prince, you know, that he was the heir like he couldn't wait to get there. Tom was just like, "I guess I'm the king now." Like, um, then they get into the conversation of what makes a good king. Tom's first answer is holiness, um, and then Tywin. I don't have you. You can. I don't know if you. Want yeah, to Tywin says. Well, Tywin says. Uh, Tywin says Baylor the Blessed was holy and a pious man. Um, he built the sept and you know brought back the the crown and the and. Um, the crown and the faith is what they say. And um, and then, you know, he says that Baylor uh, fasted himself to an early grave. Um, and so basically saying, hey, that was a good answer, but you're wrong. Um, and then and then he uh, Tywin says or uh, I'm sorry, um, Tommen says what? What does he say next? Sorry, there's like a squeak. Is that you? I don't think so. I'm not moving. Hold on. It's gone now. It's gone. That was weird. I want to cut that out for a second, but okay. Ready? Continue. <laughs> so Tommen says um, that. So Tywin says that it's not. It's not holiness, basically, because Baylor the Blessed was holy. Uh, he fasted himself to an early grave. Uh, Thomas says, okay, what about justice? It's back. It's whatever's Nick. <laughs> it's Nick. <laughs> it's whatever Nick's doing in his chair. Is it my chair? Yes. Yeah. Sorry. It may, I think it, you're against the wall. I thought bit. it was like a mouse. There, I did be, too, yeah. yeah. I might be against the wall. I think, I think I it might have been it. It was like right outside the window or something because the window's I it open. I in here. 
Uh, wiggle around a little bit, Nick. Yeah, it was just bumped it up was against, against the, the wall. Yeah. Is that enough wiggling for you? Yeah, there's <laughs> some there's some squeaking, but I'd like you to Is that enough wiggling jiggling? Wiggle more. <laughs> Commence the jiggling. Since we're still gonna cut this out, this seems like a good time to do I that. I did steal your beer. That's fine. And this is <laughs> I want my other one. But you guys can keep going. Oh, we'll just wait. Might as well wait for yeah. cut. <laughs> can you get me some water? Yeah. Thank you. Alright, so since you because you can go keep going in this scene. It's um, you have it. Do you have them all down? Ju- uh, holiness, justice, strength, wisdom. Yeah. And heart. Your powers combined. And Jack Leach is just laying there on the table. Good. Trying to hold his breath. Good. How do they do that? Like, do they just not film in an angle that you can see them breathing? I don't know. Also, it could be a. There's no way it's a, a. It was way too like Joffrey for it to be a like a, a. Have you been to the wax museum? No, that's a good point. I guess. Well, Dude, Nick, it just seems like real. why wouldn't you just? It use could be like person? a body and like his head is like coming up. Oh, also true. Out from under the, through the thing, like a magician. Yeah, yeah. You just have like a interesting insert for his Michael. head, and then it's just a fake body. Has anybody? This is totally off subject. Have y'all ever seen Scream? No, but isn't like there the original one? one? Yeah, I've never seen one. them, but I've heard they're good, and the new one looks awesome. They're like, I don't, know, I don't want to say like trashy good, but like, they're like not high horror. But it's like, like slasher horror, right? Yeah, but I've like, heard that they're like some of the best slasher it's horrors also, ever. It, it's a, enjoyable. It's a uh, mystery of who the person is, though. That's that's what makes it kind of enjoyable. Oh, it's always a different right. person in the mask. Oh, yeah. That's I mean I've never I've never seen them but that's what I I heard the first two are good yeah the third one sucks and the new one got a nine point four rating it yeah, just the new came one's out. got good ratings the new one was um so if you want to go see it I'm it totally was down I want to watch the original on, uh, three because I've never seen any of them let's do that too it's an ad on Aaron Mickey Aaron Mickey uh, oh really? uh I actually I heard that on lore. Haunted Road oh okay yeah I was on lore um yeah someone there's someone new behind the mask I think not maybe not every movie but at least. It's Nick. Nick's behind the mask. Right. No. I'm, too scared. You know I'm you, too scared to be like somebody that sneaks up on people. You know who it's not? Joffrey. Joffrey. It's not Joffrey. Dead. What if it was Jack Leeson? Like, I'm back! Oh, shit! <laughs> but as Joffrey? Right. <laughs> Bro. But I'm the king! I'm so glad he's dead. I haven't done a Hamilton reference in a while. I know. Thanks, friend. I almost did it there. Thomas Jefferson says, uh, we can change that. You know why? Because I'm the president. Thinking that with Tommen, but Tommen didn't act like that. Nope. Okay. Bleeder's back. Bleeder's back. Yes, he's back. Back, back again. Hey. Bleeder's back. Tell a friend. Okay. Does anybody want to want to turn with the heating pad? I have my own. Cool. Thank you, though. Is um, it your body, or huh? is it your body, or just no? It's I Nick's have, body. I have actually heating pad. <laughs> I have one. Riding my pony. What's happening? <laughs> Come on. <Sissy> <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's been stuck up there. Um, since you've been gone? Oh, because of, yeah. Because of the since you've been gone thing. Right. All right, you want to jump back in? Just waiting for you guys to finish. <laughs> I didn't want to interrupt. Thank you. Uh, anything else? I mean, not now. We'll see as the day goes on. Anything else? Littering and, littering and, smoking the reefer. 
Anybody? Nope. Nobody. I'm trying to shoot. Not I came in like a wrecking him. ball into Nick's head, so he's Ooh, so he yells it out, but that's he, he's not one. doing it. So that's another good one. Another high note. Mm-hmm. That's why I, I wanted you to do it. Perfect. <laughs> okay. And we're back. So after holiness, he says justice. And you have the... Yeah, Oris the first was just. Everyone applauded his reforms. Nobles and commoners are like. But he wasn't just for long. He was murdered in his sleep by his brother. So I thought that that was kind of a weak example. It was because he was. says like... Oh, and he abandoned his subjects because he couldn't see the evil that was right next to him. Like, fuck you, Ty, when he got murdered in his sleep. Like, yeah. By his brother. Like, I thought that was, was asleep. It's not because of his justice. I right. thought that was a weak example. Uh, but nonetheless, justice is not the answer. Then he goes to strength. King Robert was strong. Could have just said, your, your dad. dad. <laughs> but your, your daddy. Well, I know he's not. There's some I, rumors out there. I, and I know I think he's Tywin, not his dad, but Tywin wouldn't. Wouldn't give credence to that, but I think Tywin just wants to avoid Tywin the subject altogether. King Robert, you know that guy that uh, that King Robert guy, you yeah. mean like, Baratheon, you know, dark of, dad? King Baratheon. Robert was fucking your mom, but not your dad. Dark of hair, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, he wasn't Baratheon, dark of hair. What Baratheon, dark of hair? <laughs> no, I know was fucking your mom, but wasn't your. Oh, yeah, okay, I see. Because Robert was Cersei fucking says Cersei. that she would finish him in other ways. I think she means orally. <laughs> what was the other word you were going to say? Maybe anally. I don't know. Oh, I thought you were going to say pleasurably. <laughs> you can't get pregnant from that either. Well, she may have finished him, but you don't think he ever... Got it in? Got it in? Oh, he got it in just with other people. Whoever he wanted. Yeah. Right. Gendry's mom. Yeah, He did get one. it with Gendry's mom for sure. And apparently a lot of other baby A lot. Moms. Yeah, that, that one in the <laughs> brothel. Oof. I didn't want to say babies because that's not true, I no. hope. But No, I don't. I don't think so. Um, but yeah, so he said King Robert was strong. He won the rebellion, crushed the Targaryen, Targaryen dynasty. Um, so we have a man who starves himself to death, a man who lets his own brother murder him, and a man who thinks that winning and ruling are the same thing. What do they all lack? Wisdom. Yes. <laughs> that was so very excited. He is, yeah. So then he kind of gets into the, you know, elephant in the room that Tommen's a little baby. And is gonna need he he's he's definitely like setting himself up here to influence Tommen and for mm-hmm. Tommen to be open to that. But he talks about how uh you know it's important to to listen to your advisors until you're ready. And then even beyond that, wise kings continue to listen to their advisors for the rest of their lives. Um there's another piece going on in the background here that we haven't really touched on yet, but that's Cersei's face. During this whole thing, she's super pleased by all she's of this. She's so mad. She's she, so yeah, upset. Mad like, as hell. She starts by saying, like, this is not an appropriate time or place, but she never says anything else. After Tywin just doesn't even acknowledge it and just keeps going, she never says anything else, but her face just keeps getting madder and madder. And, and they do zoom in on it a couple times. I think it's because she knew, like, okay, you tried to interrupt. Yeah, she him, knows exactly what he's doing. But I'm saying, like, she knew that whatever she's going to say isn't going to matter. Um, Daddy Tywin's gonna say what Daddy Tywin's gonna say. I yeah, did. I did like the little jab. Not even little. It was a direct jab at Joffrey here, where he says <laughs> Joffrey was king. not a wise or good king. Um, if he had been, perhaps he'd still be alive. Damn, standing there over the over the dead body, who is in his, front of his mom, who is his grandson. <laughs> I yeah, love it. That is cold. I'm about you, it. You love that? Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm here for pretty much most of the things that we've seen Tywin do thus far. 
with exception the only exception that I can think of being having Rob killed. Well, and it was Joffrey bash- bashing, which I think you're always down for. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're all down it, for that. It's just time and a place, you know? Literally anybody could bash Joffrey at any time and I'd be a fan of it. If I'm the one saying what you're saying is inappropriate, we probably you're probably in a bad place. I'm just saying. I don't think you support? Support. Nick? Me or Nick? <laughs> you. Always, Thank obviously. You. I mean, I guess you, but just... Cause... What's wrong with saying Joffrey's a fuck? Joffrey is a fuck. Over his dead body. In front of his mom. Had he been a wise or good king, maybe he wouldn't be dead right now. Yeah. This is an important lesson to learn. Why wait? True. All right. He's the one who fucked up. He, okay. He... Show Joff or uh, I wish Sansa I got. I wish dip. I got this much support for the stupid shit that I say at inappropriate times. I'm not saying anything stupid. I, oh. You were mad at me yesterday for being in the restaurant saying I'm glad that guy survived Squid Games. That was racist. <laughs> it was. Yeah, I guess. You brought you brought <laughs> why, it up. Yeah, why would you bring up something? I was just saying I want some support here. I'm just making jokes. That's like, not how you're gonna get support. <laughs> Nick's just making racist jokes hey, here. Why, Come on. I've always been on Tywin's side 100 percent of the time. That's true. So that doesn't change here. And I just love like if I had to describe him in one word, it would be audacity. He's just constantly is audacious. That's a word, right? Yeah. I feel like we'll say it's a word. Okay. Um, is it not? I think it is. Oh, because you said like we'll say it is. I thought you were like throwing me a bone. I'm not a hundred percent sure if audacious and audacity are the same thing, hmm. but Googleable. I might be wrong, and that's fine. I think it's a word. Um, I think it's a word. I just don't think it's the same word. So after he says that it's uh, that you know if he was good king, he might still be alive. Um, they're just kind of walking away up the steps, which <clears> is where you see <throat> the <it> thing. <clears throat> audacious. I might showing a. I might also be thinking of audacity or, uh, yeah. The editing no. tool? No. That's what we. Ostentatious. That's uh, the word I might be oh. thinking of. Audacious is show, showing a willingness to take surprisingly bold risks. Yes. So, same. It's true. It's cool. Tywin. That's showing, me in showing, a nutshell. Here you go. This is the one that describes Tywin showing an impudent lack of respect. Yes. Perfect. <laughs> That's also Nick. <laughs> also, Nicholas. You're very uh, selective, though. You have certain things that you. I don't actually mean any of these things, and I'm not. I'm not a. I'm not racist. I'm not sexist. It's just a character he plays on our podcast. You I don't, don't actually mean that any of these things. I'm just saying, like that's. He didn't say that. That's on our I, podcast. He said that in a restaurant in downtown Orlando. It's like to, having dinner with my grandma. <laughs> to not like to the guy, but I don't know. I guess my grandma wouldn't be watching Squid Games. I guess right. It's true. <laughs> That's did you I, ever finish Squid Game, by no, the way? No. Neither did I, I have an incredible ability to start things and, and just fall asleep forget in the middle about of them. I, I never cannot. finish. I can't do it. They did finally finish uh, Witcher. Finally. Season one or season Witcher. two? We got to start season two. Okay. Lauren and I finished season one, so now all of us are watching season two. It's been pretty good so far. It's a delightful show. Yeah, it's a good show. Um, sorry about that. Uh, yeah. What? I, well, my phone, phone my phone dinged. No, it was my faint. bad. That's fine. I didn't hear it. Um. Yeah, I, you were saying that like some things I'm, you know, mm-hmm. uh, hard about, and sometimes I'm not. You're but, precious about some things. Yeah, I'm not really. I don't know. Okay, you're also yeah. just, you're <laughs> precious true. too. I just you're just can't, precious. I can't help myself sometimes. It Do pops in my head. Like I feel like I'm meant to be to myself. I feel like I was. I was uh, like 
formed by stand-up comics and Jesus and like Seinfeld and shit like that that was like pushing the pushing the 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 lines a little bit too much and that's just who I am and sometimes I say things to yeah. a friend and then unfortunately repeat them on the internet. Yeah, right. by the way, I'm not the one who brought that up. Yeah. I know. Yeah, you I might know. think it's racist, but really I learned it from Seinfeld, so be mad at him. I wouldn't describe Seinfeld as edgy either. If you if you watch Maybe it Maybe for the If you watch 90s. it again, yeah, if you watch it again, it's like, wow, that's pretty like It's nowhere near as bad as The Office. Uh, no. I'm watching Seinfeld again right now. Yeah, but The Office Yeah, The Office is like clearly Satiric. I don't. I don't. Know. It's just com- like comedy is is comedy. And sure. Sometimes it gets away with that stuff. Sometimes it you doesn't. You can just. Yeah, I'll stop. Keep digging. I'll stop if you want. Um. So then they're <laughs> you know, walking. I, up. I'm regretting all of this. <laughs> they're why, walking. Why would up. you do that? Live in your truth, Nick. It's not my truth. <laughs> Live in your truth. They're walking. We're walking. Yep. Left foot. Walking. Right foot. Walking. And this is where you see his his little tunic. This is where you get a good shot of the the tunic that won him firefit of the week. Um, they're talking about the birds and the bees, and Tywin's asking him like, "Do you? But do you know like, <laughs> like specific like the specifics? Did you guys get the talk? No. I did not get no. the talk. Wow. Did you? No. I got a book. You My didn't get the toothpaste thing on brand, huh? The toothpaste thing. Oh, I got plenty of dumb object lessons in okay. youth group, but right, we got the rose in youth group. Licked cupcake, a flower, the toothpaste. A what thing. cupcake? A <laughs> licked, licked cupcake. A licked cupcake. Yes. Somebody licked your cupcake. Yeah, no, you no. are. She was the licked cupcake. Somebody, I was. Does anyone the want that? Cupcake. Somebody at church licked your cupcake. Oh my god! It follows it up with, does anybody want the licked cupcake? Well, yeah. So like, you give it to. Oh my god! To that's somebody fucked and up. Tell them to lick it. And then say, pass it to the next person. Now it's your turn to lick it. You don't want to lick that since right. it's already been licked. And that's what the flower you? is. Oh, you give that's the flower. so bad. The toothpaste thing is not that bad. Like, it's understandable. Like, once it's out of the tube, you can't put it back in. It's like words. But, like, no, it's not necessarily like you're, you're damaged goods but now that the toothpaste yeah. is out of the tube. The flower oh, yeah. is give Jeez. the flower to the first person, pass it all the way around. The audacity of church. Who wants it? <laughs> Wow, I never heard of the lip cut Maybe one. this nice. was because they would often like separate us out, boys and girls. So maybe the girls were just getting this garbage. Oh, Boy, sure. You guys were like porn, porn, porn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't watch it, don't watch it, don't watch it. All of us are going home. Yeah, now it's all it. on your mind. So oh, now, now that you mentioned it, you know what I'm going to do when I get home? What's Every one right. of us. What should I look up? Should I, mean, I delete not- my search history now on my phone or should I wait till I get out of here? Oh, man. God. That was a time. I did not get a talk. My sister got a retreat. A whole retreat? From your parents? <gasps> yeah. She, she, like with my mom. Oh. And then my brother also got that. What did mm. that? And then they, they were like, like, what did that look like? I don't know. I didn't get one. They were like, you can. You told Justin, right? He's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you told him. <laughs> he, won't, he won't need to know this. Yeah, ever. I never got it. It's fine. Uh, I did. <laughs> Never mind. No, 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 no. you can't do that. <laughs> okay, so I had a, I had a subscription to Sports Illustrated. Okay, swimsuit edition, and the swimsuit edition came. Ooh, those things are spicy. And I had just happened to get the mail that day because I used to like grab the mail and bring it in, put it on the counter, or whatever, like a dog. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and it came that day. So I <laughs> and you did too. Also came that day. I put it in my backpack 
and then put the rest <laughs> of them on the you counter. Put one in your backpack. <laughs> my dick. And uh, <laughs> that's not what I was referencing, but that's fine. It's my, my dick in a backpack. My yes, load. Yes. Sorry. Oh God. <laughs> that was the joke that I was subtly referring I'll to. Say it, whatever. Um, you've told me not to be any different of a person. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Lydia. Um, You're still apologizing, though. <laughs> yeah, because I felt bad after I said that one. I'm I think not... you guys don't realize that I'm a filthy person. Hey, hey, don't put me in this. I just asked you to get your cupcake <laughs> That's <licked>. true. Justin <laughs> does not in, realize in church. I am a filthy person. Uh, that's because the only time we interact is on this podcast. It's and then sometimes, sometimes sharing memes back and forth. Yes. It's not my fault. Filthy it's memes. just life. So... No, they're all okay. Swimsuit so edition and your load are in the backpack. Right. I and also your penis. So the closest I ever got to the talk was several months later. I kept this magazine sure. in. I had a closet in my bathroom. You couldn't open it anymore. No, so. <laughs> I I could open it just fine. I wasn't coming on the pages. Yucky. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of sick monster do you think I am? Oh, that's the thing, you got to preserve the goods. I needed. I needed okay. that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Desperately. Is this pre-internet? You're old. So it's it's not pre-internet, but we had a family computer that oh, was in right. the bonus room. In the, in like the bonus where room. the fuck was? How was I going to watch? Did you porn? guys watch Fireproof? And that was the best place to put. <laughs> right. So I didn't have access to like on the internet porn. Right. So this this literally was yeah. like my yeah. holy grail. This was it for me. I'm kind of like jealous of this. It was a fun experience. Um. Anyway. So I, the closest I ever got was, I guess my mom had gone in to clean or something or go to look for something several months later. And, uh, I went into my parents' bedroom at some point and saw my magazine on their dresser. So I was like, oh fuck, like, what am I going to do? And, um, like you took it. uh, I did. Yeah, I definitely did. I don't know what I was thinking. Um, a couple of days later, my dad came in and he had the magazine again. So I guess my mom had gone back because I wasn't smart enough to be like, I'm going to hide it somewhere fucking different. You put it back in your closet. Probably put oh it back in the closet. God, I love um, it. And so uh, so my dad like came in and was like, hey, something along the lines of like, because I grew up in a very like Christian household too. Like this isn't, Basically, like this isn't uh like preserving your future marriage or something, um, you know. And basically, he was like, "Your mom found this, and she's not happy." Is basically like how that how that transpired, and uh, that was the closest I ever got to. Dads always blame it on the moms, don't they? Mm. Well, I'm sure my dad was watching porn. In fact, oh for sure, no, that's why they're always like, "Your mom is so upset." Yeah, I think I told the story on this podcast about my dad saying that I googled things that he's never heard of. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Do you remember who who was on the cover? Mm. So she wasn't my favorite, uh, but she was blonde. I think I'll give you I'll give you like four that were on there that. It was Adriana Lima, which is not blonde. She was she's uh, dark headed. She's dark headed. Yeah, uh, she, was, she was in the magazine. Marissa Miller was was my crush when I was growing up, and then Kate Upton was also a. She um, was in it, but she wasn't the cover. Okay. Those things were spicy, man. Like that was not sports in any way, shape, or form. Like now they'll do like the body issue, which is like sports people, both men and women, um, uh, you know, posing in tasteful ways that don't reveal anything 
But let's see if I can find it. And I it. think they're probably still doing the swimsuit issue, but it's it, those things are spicy. Like even today, or they were. Um, I don't know. I haven't seen them today. Um, it was uh, yeah. it was Marissa Miller. That was my that was my crush. But man. she wasn't. I like the dark headed ones. Sure, and that makes sense. But anyway, but that she I was. I did just she go find that cover. I have a little bit of nostalgia now. She was a def- <laughs> she was definitely a crush of mine growing up. Um. um so the, the uh, one last awkward moment about my dad, and then we'll move on. One time, I was older. I think I was living in Florida already, but I was home visiting, and we were up in the bonus room. My brother, my dad, and I, we were watching something on TV. Well, this commercial comes on for this like adult toy website. And do you remember back when like when the Siri stuff was like first really like popping off? And there was a feature on the phone where like Siri would read sometimes like the the like text that you had like yes. typed in. So immediately after the commercial went off, all of a sudden my dad's phone <gasps> starts talking and it's saying the website that we had just been on TV. And so I was like, okay, my brother and I just looked at each other and we were like, this is gross. Incredible. Ooh. I think I'm going to excuse myself and go to bed now. <laughs> so all that to say, uh, then we get into a brutal scene with uh, Jamie and Cersei. So after Tommen and um, and uh, Tywin have excused themselves, Jamie comes in. He asks everybody to give Cersei the room. Uh, they all leave. He kind of stands back at first, but then he like makes his move. And then it's, I mean, it's disgusting. Like, so it starts with this like dialogue about their son, and it's like talking about Tyrion did it, and Tyrion, Cersei wants like wants kill, him, to kill him, like yeah. like where, and he's like, "That's my brother." It starts off, it starts off sweet when they're talking about it's our son. Like this sucks. Then it goes into like Cersei's deranged a little bit, understandably in this moment. Like, sure. is she? I think she really does believe Tyrion did it. Um, and, and, and she already hates Tyrion and she's a grieving mother. Like I, I, I don't, as much shit as I'll talk about Cersei, I'll never like blame her for this moment and the feelings that she has. Uh, they're obviously in my opinion, not valid, but she doesn't know that she's not like maliciously just trying to get Tyrion killed. She thinks he killed her son. So understandable support your feelings. But then they have this moment where, they kiss and that that was mutual she kissed him but then she clearly was like nah well i don't think so and he's he calls her what does he say to her you're evil she's a hateful woman hateful. why are the gods maybe love such a hateful woman and then he's he becomes very like aggressive we don't have to go into the details right. but then he then he rapes her and she is like telling him over and over and over again Stop it. Stop. Not here. Now's not the time. Like, stop. Um, I've got five, seven, seven stops. That's probably rape. <laughs> I mean. I think that's six too many. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're right. Yeah. Seven but, stops. Yeah. Not. So not addressing the raping part of this. Seven stops and three don'ts. But I. Before all of that happened, I thought he was saying you're a hateful woman because it seemed like she was kissing him to like seal the kill Tyrion right. and we'll be able to be back together. Mm. Oh, 
that's how I took the scene up to that point. Uh-oh. And I was like, manipulative he's, kiss. he's angry because he's like, you're trying to manipulate me into killing our brother by offering yourself back again. That would have been a better way to after end that withholding scene. Me. That, would have been a, that would have been a really great way to end that. And then we moved into what we moved into, and I was like... Really well, tough one to watch, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's not great. This was awful, but... Yeah. Until that part, I was like... Oh. It's weird, because like, when Jamie's back in King's Landing, he has some... Like redemption to his story, like he's right. he's you know wrestling with whether to send Sansa back and keep his oath, and Brienne has clearly had a, a big impact on that. And we're starting to see Jamie sort of morph into a character that we can kind of like and say, I you know, it, there's some redemption there. Well, it, and at least this we is feel really fucked pity up. towards him, right? Like right. you've lost your hand. Like yeah, your life has been great, but it's also now kind of crappy, and yeah. Your son did just die. He hasn't treated you super well ever. Yeah. But this, your son. Yeah. This maybe isn't the correct way to deal with those feelings. Nope. And Jack Lee is just laying there the whole time. Yeah. Um, then we transition to the, the hound, hound and Arya. Arya. Uh, so in the Riverlands is where they're just rumbling around. Um, the hound doesn't know where they are. Arya thinks he should get a map. The hound says, uh, I'll get one of the next map shop we see, which is pretty funny. I like them together. They are a good, you know, yin and yang kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so, and then the uh, the farmer comes trotting up. Right. And the hound says, what do you want? And the farmer says, what do I want? It's my land. Like, what are you doing here? And Arya tries to just play it cool and be like, hey, we're just stopping for water. Like, we'll be on our way. No big deal. Um and you know the hound <laughs> with the way the farmer reacts he says you know the 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 landline and the hound says if i'm standing on it it's my it's land, my land. <laughs> and Arya's is trying to not to have this altercation go down um and she makes up a story that the hound fought in the war and he's never been the same since then since the mom since her mom died all this kind of you know it's a made up story obviously and the farmer fi- you know asks who he fought for and they say the tullys of river run which you know is Arya's obviously Arya's grandparents um so the farmer says, any man who bled for House Tully is welcome at, at my table. And so he invites them to come eat dinner because his daughter makes a really good rabbit stew just like her mom. Have you ever eaten rabbit? I have eaten rabbit. Never eaten rabbit, rabbit stew, but I have eaten rabbit. It's gamey. Um, I'm not a huge like gamey kind of guy. It's not bad, but yeah. Ever had rabbit? Yes. Um, It was okay. Also gamey. It was like... Okoe backyard rabbit also. So mm. probably not the best. I don't believe that I have. I used to go rabbit hunting. Yeah. My great granddad had beagles that he raised for hunting. So we would go. And the only way that my great grandmother prepared meat was to fry it. Sure. Like that's it. So mm-hmm. we had like fried rabbit. And it was good. I think that's the story of you hunting where you were like, I'm gonna like we chase him out of his hole and we kill him so that he can't go back in his hole and you just feel really bad. Yeah. Yeah. I don't hunt. I don't know why I'm laughing. That's absolutely true. I don't hunt happens, anymore. But. Um, I, I just imagine little Justin like, <laughs> dead. yeah, we, we, you, for rabbit hunting, you, the dogs are helpful cause they, they scare the rabbits out of, out of their hiding places. And then you, you're just like there and then you blast them. And then yeah. their little rabbit babies are still in the hole waiting on mom to come home. 
and they don't. And then you chase them out too and shoot them. And no, I never killed a baby rabbit thing on purpose. Um, we used to go not much hunting. meat on them. Mm-hmm. I you gotta save them so until they get fattened yeah. up. We've been ra- uh, squirrel hunting too. I liked it less. It's uh, not. It was boring. It's very boring, and you're like continuously looking for a squirrel, and your eyes hurt because and they kind of blend are in with really trees. Fucking small. Are you yeah. eating squirrels? Yeah. 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 If you if you kill them, okay. if you don't, you just. What are you, are you go somewhere and buy them food with guns? Yeah, it's shotgun. a it's a shotgun with like bird shot. The, you know, the meat cannot be worth it. Uh, you not, have to kill a number of them. You have to kill like you know. Is there a not good a amount. lot of buckshot in a very small animal? No, because it's like bird shot, so it only really it, it spreads out quite a bit. Okay, and it, so it's yeah, not it's, going in. It's just got no. It. It's not like blowing a hole through this fucking squirrel, but like it's yeah, it's just getting him a little to, bit. It's the same it. stuff they use to kill like birds. birds. Yeah, also bird hunted. Yeah. Duck hunting, and we we did quail hunting and stuff. And like I that. retired from hunting, and I don't think I'll ever hunt again. It's not I, that fun. I hate it. I, but dove hunting was fun because it's just a bunch of people out. And, and now that I'm an adult, birds are real, anyways. Birds aren't real. If you're killing doves, I think you're definitely going to hell. So well, I was already like Joffrey. <laughs> uh, I don't anymore. If that helps, the thing that sealed it for me was when I killed a baby, a, a baby, baby deer. Those aren't allowed. You killed like a spike? I think I like you a little less or, now. I had, I had killed the mother. I did not know it was a mother. Um, I just saw a it doe. It didn't have a baby on If it's a doe, it's a pretty good shot. That it's a well, but she, but the, she was alone. Right. So I killed the mom. but And then as I'm walking, like, because you are supposed to wait a little while with deer because they're such big animals that, like, they may be injured, but they may not be dead, and they'll fuck you up. Like if you walk up on an injured mm-hmm. deer, deservedly. So. Yes, totally. Right, you just so shot, you, you fuck them up. Makes sense. So we waited a little while, and then when we went to go, you know, get retrieve her, uh, all of a sudden, my dad's like, "Hold on, whoa!" And so we duck down, and then there's this little baby deer, just like it wasn't tiny, but it was a spike, a spike buck. Yeah. Um. So it was like getting there but it was still with its mom and so uh at that point it was my dad was like it's not humane to like leave this like baby deer without its mother so i killed that one too that was the it's last not humane to leave this baby without its mom hey son murder it yeah, yeah so that was take last, it down that was the last time i ever hunted i've never that, i was in high school i've never hunted again the only thing i would like to do before i die is i would like to kill a gator okay all right. That's Why? the only um cuz I want boots like Kevin. People do that shit a lot of it around here. It's hard to get a tag. Yeah, it's not easy getting tags, but you could like if you had somebody that had them, like you yeah. It's, um yeah, that I also means, don't have a I don't have a gun or a boat <laughs> or a boat or yeah. like I don't have or the means. Time. Well, I have a gun we could use, but um I, I would I would go gator hunting with you. That's I would that's the only thing the only other hunting I would ever want to do. Is I'd like to, and I I would like. And I want to be clear, I'm not an avid uh, hunter. Like I've actually never killed a deer, so well, it's not fun. (laughs) Yeah, gator bait. Those are the only two deer I've ever killed. We don't sing that anymore. Yeah, I know. Six bit, nine bit, eleven bits, a dollar, eight dollars. (laughs) Um, yeah. Uh, how did we get on hunting? Rabbits, squirrels, rabbits rabbits. too. Rabbits Rabbits too. Yep. Okay, so they go back to uh the farmer's. You like the house now? Just. Incrementally, yeah. He is sad about it. Exponentially, like you less. Does that count? I feel like it's been a while since being sad about it doesn't bring back that spike. And now I'm going down. So, (laughs) well, I mean, earlier in this episode, she said you're an old version of me. (laughs) 
so, kind of, and I like myself the best. Right. So, so if you're old Lydia, that's true. Pretty high up there. But now before you're old, I learned not to hunt things. Right. Now you're old Lydia who has killed baby things. I don't. I'm upset about it. That's why I've never hunted again. That was the last. I'm not. That's the last time I ever went hunting. I it, believe like, you. Mess me up. Yeah, that'll mess no, you it's, up. That's <laughs> you should have just lot. let him fucking figure it out. Like, yeah, he may not. It's not necessarily not humane. To, he would like, have had so much character. Yeah, Bambi was fine. Right. I think it was <laughs> just lots of fact. us have grown up or had our parents die, and we're okay. Oh, I never met my dad, so there you go. So rabbits too. Okay, so uh, I know the get back to the farmers. I have not eaten rabbit okay. ever. <laughs> the far- the farmer get, uh, asked that question. is praying, which is, it's pretty funny we brought up the whole lick cupcake thing because one of the prayers that he puts out is of to... Of course. Yeah, so isn't it the only lady god? It's the, No, there's multiple lady... There's three lady gods, but um, he says, we ask the maiden to protect Sally's virtue to keep her from the clutches of depravity. My purity culture yeah. trauma was vibrating. <laughs> yeah. Like, I have this cupcake... <laughs> It please got licked 12 years ago and anybody, I have no Please don't let anybody lick her cupcake ever. <laughs> you asked the maiden to not let Sally's cupcake get licked. Not until they own the cupcake. Right. Yeah. <laughs> then it's their property and they can do whatever they want with it. Right. Oh, okay. Over and, their dead son's And the body. hound like, you know, jumps in. He's like, you got to do all seven of the fuckers. <laughs> I loved that. <laughs> it was good. That's was me good. at holidays now. I'm yeah. like, Jesus. I was. I, and everyone's oh, like, I yeah, was asked Jesus to, uh, Christ. That's you know, what you could do. To. I was asked to what? pray. You could be like me and not go to family gatherings, and then you don't have to. I'm not around people who pray anymore. It's I the was, fucking best. I was asked it's, to. I was asked to pray at Christmas. How'd it go? I was very I was nervous. Asked did to you do, that do it? I, of course, I, like, I did it. It's like riding a bike. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> I, we asked the father to. <laughs> you should have you gone through that. That would have been fucking awesome. It would have been good. But pray to like the script. Yeah, you need to pray to like the like. The I can't remember the name and Lord of Light. Really great. Thank yeah. you. I I wish that I, I just I like that now we have kids around the table, so we do like the that kind of thing. The what? God, God our Father. God, God our Father. What is that? It's a song that you kids pray to. For many blessings. For, for many, many blessings. Were any of y'all Baptists? Oh, yeah, man. I was Baptist. Yeah, thank you. Three for three. <laughs> three Baptist hands in the room. From the South. And we're proud. Bang, bang, no, bang. No, no, no. I'm also Baptist. But gang, gang. Were you Southern Baptist? And you Baptist? didn't sing that song? I was Southern fundamentalist. Mm. No, Baptist. I wasn't a fundamentalist Baptist. I don't know what that means. We so were, maybe I was at like was no, you would know if you're fundamentalist Baptist. Real, real Baptist. We were, I we were first Orlando, so we were cool with the gays. We oh, first Orlando was not cool with the gays. Like when I when the Baptist convention was like boycotting Disney because of gay days, they were like, we're not going to do that. <laughs> we like Disney mostly because lots of people who work at Disney give, give us, us money. money yeah. right? so that wasn't because they're cool with the gays. That was because they were cool with more money in their pocket. The first Orlando guy was at the morning walk, which was pretty cool, which was which was not like it was like, OK, this is good. Jim Henry. Uh, no. I don't know that it, it was. was. But it, like, um, meanwhile, the church that we were going to needed to ha- take down the Facebook post about about this morning walk about people dying. Because it was but, just a prayer walk to support the the, the people who died. People who died. It wasn't saying oh, anything. You're talking about recent history. I Pretty know recent. You're talking about yeah. I and got to manage social media during that time. And yeah. Boy howdy. <laughs> boy howdy. Well, so. you're welcome because I was the root of all like evil. We know all that evil. <laughs> that you're welcome. I know. Especially when I secretly started the like equality group. Mm-hmm. 
Yep. I got in so much trouble for that. Yep. Because I just got a bunch of my friends together one night to just hang out and say, hey, how can we like be advocates for how supporting- How can we not be racist? Like racial equality yeah. in right. our church and in our world. And- I white Jesus would be so disappointed. Have never in been in so much white trouble. Jesus. Republican service, serve, wait, Republican Jesus would be upset. With the amount of, I'm not kidding you. The amount of w- meetings that I got pulled into after that was unbelievable. Total waste of time. It was such shit. Anyway, moving on. So we're back to the prayer, and the hound jumps in again and says, "When we asked the stranger not to kill us in our beds tonight for no damn reason at all." <laughs> And that's the end of the prayer, and the hound grabs the stew and uh, takes takes almost his, all of it. Yeah, takes his fair share and more. Um, then, so the farmer realizes, okay, this might be a good opportunity to have some protection because he's been dealing with looters and people who come steal their their crops and their gold and their silver and all that. And um, and the hound is seems like he is taking to this idea, uh, and they end up agreeing. To uh, to have fair wages for fair work, I think I think that the hound is asking this question of, "Hey, what are you going to pay?" Because he, he's trying to check and see if yeah. all the silver was taken, or do you still have it? Mm-hmm. And and so he asks, "What do you pay?" Um, the farmer says, "I don't have much, but I have managed to, to hide some silver from the bandits." And they say, "Fair wages for fair work." Uh, cut to Arya's waking up, and she hears screaming, and turns out that the hound has. Uh, bashed the guy in the head and taken the silver. Um, and Arya says, why'd you have to do that? And, go ahead. I didn't remember this happening immediately the next day. Yeah. I, for some reason, thought like there was a little bit of time where this like went well, and then the hound flipped on him. Nope. Not his style. Nope. Next morning. Next morning, woke up. I don't know where that came from in my head, but when I saw that, when I heard the screams, I was like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> I thought that we had some time here. No, yeah. he just immediately showed his. Did he kill Sally too? He didn't kill. He the didn't guy. kill the old guy. He just he, he just anyone, yeah. he just uh, you know roughed him up and stole his silver. Uh, Arya says you said you weren't a thief, and the Hound says I'm not. Oh, um, I thought he killed no, him. Well, did, that's did good. Did he say I'm not, or did he say I wasn't? Uh, not that it matters, but let's see. Hold on one second. Sorry, 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 sorry. You told me you weren't. A, uh, yeah, he says I wasn't. Yeah, you told me you weren't a thief. He says I wasn't at the time. I guess. Um, but basically, the hound's point is that they're both going to be dead come winter. Dead men don't need silver, and it's because he can't protect himself. Clearly, there's going to be some time along the way that these uh, that these bandits are going to come, and he's not going to be able to protect himself, and they're both going to die anyway. So, well, and now that he doesn't have silver to pay off the bandits, he probably doesn't probably will. Um, Arya says, "You're the worst shit in the Seven Kingdoms," which he is pretty shitty right now. Well, now that Joffrey's gone. The title for biggest shit in the Seven Kingdoms is up for grabs. But I think always, the mountain probably will always beat the Hound, though. I think that's what the Hound is is saying here. Like, there's plenty worse than me, and that's always his comeback. Is that like, well, there's people that I'm are out the there that worst. worse than I'm not worse that than bad. I am. Like, that yeah. doesn't make you not bad. That just makes you not the worst. Which still congrats. ain't great. Yeah, congrats. <laughs> that was well, such a this, little kid burn too. Yeah. yeah, and this one's for Nick. If as long as you're not the last person running away from the alligator, you won't be eaten. That's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have to outrun the alligator. I just have to outrun you. Great. Yeah. So you can't outrun me for the record. Oh, I wasn't talking to you. I know. I'm just letting you know when okay. we go gator hunting, you can't outrun. We're me. in a boat, motherfucker. Don't the, fall in. I'll don't push, push me in. I'm on a boat. Uh, yeah. I'm on a if boat. That, listen, in my if that, flippy floppies. If that gator ends up in the boat, I'm ending up in the water quickly. <laughs> but there's lots of other gators in the water. 
Uh, the scary part is like you have to shoot them in like a certain spot. And so if you don't, they could just be stunned. And then you put them in the boat and then they come back to life in the boat, which is nuts. Yeah. That's a thing. Gator hunting sounds less exciting. Right. To yeah. Me it's now. like, so I don't know if you ever watch Swamp People, but they say that the spot is the size of a quarter on the top of their head. How the fuck am I supposed to know that? So theoretically, what you're supposed to do is shoot them the first time and then you shoot them on the, and like, yeah. Before Here's, you get them back in the boat. So. But there's like a tool you use. I, it's almost like they're not supposed to be made shot. A tool. <laughs> right. Yeah. I it's wa- like they've been alive for millions of <laughs> it's years. It's like they have armor. <laughs> I don't developed it against humans and their guns. I don't want to live a long life, but I don't want to die a very uh, painful death. I had a recurring dream as a kid where I got dragged off by a gator and I so I try to uh you know avoid them at all costs. But shooting them sounds okay. There's a night that's like etched into my memory for forever. And part of that night is we were calling for gators and a friend of mine picked up a gator. What does that sound like? I don't, I wasn't doing it. A friend of mine picked up an alligator (laughs) by its, yeah, a little bit like that. That's a grunt. A friend of mine picked up an alligator by its tail, swung it around, threw it at one of my friends. It hit them in the chest, fell off, and then it ran back into the water. Of course. Just Florida things. And that was part of the evening. They also found a dead cow and cut its head off and Jesus. rode around with it in the back of their truck for a little bit. The worst These were your ever friends? Heard. It was a weird, yeah. Yeah, it was a weird time. It was a weird time. I'm trying to find this video really quickly since we're on the subject of what do alligators sound like. It's a grunt. Mm-hmm. I nailed it. Yeah, Nick got Just it. Just so you guys know. Yeah. Hold on. Am I well. in that video? One of those voices sounded right. like me. <laughs> That's <laughs> the a video like, of Lydia. But like if you had a newscaster voice. Here you go. Okay, I didn't nail it. I do like a young gator's call. Can we stop? Is that scary? <laughs> a little. It kind of sounds like the cough Nick made last week. Yeah, a little bit too. I should have just fed that in the board so the audio quality was better, but no, it was fine. Fuck it. But is that scary? What I if you heard that at it. night? Yeah. You're just like out in a boat, in a like flat bottom boat. I wouldn't be in a flat bottom boat at night, first flat of all. Flat bottom boat. Never? They make the rocking world go There's around. nothing I could do to talk you into it. Thank you. Uh, I mean, I'm just saying in my regular life, I <laughs> What would if I gave you a million dollars? Sure, you get I'm in sure you could do some things night? to talk me into it. What if we're going ghost hunting? <laughs> On a, <laughs> around on a gators on a boat? Right. Yeah. They're gator ghosts. Sure. Yes. Ghosts of the gators that Nick has murdered. Hey, if you think... Oh, you're never going ghost hunting with yeah, Nick and Yeah, I was going to say, if, know, if, man, you think I, if you think I forgot about that, I thought about it 15 know, times this week. I know. I thought about it 15 times a week, too. <laughs> That's been like two months. I'm today. so scared. I can't fucking wait. I'm actually a little excited. I can't wait. Can you record I think it? they're How all like... How far away is that? Uh, it's like 45 minutes. It's not that far. Go? Just, Can I come for like a day trip? Just that's all. That's guys? all we're, we're not going to oh, stay in Casa de Gaga. No, he's not going to stay there. I'm not going to stay there. Let's you and me go later and scare Nick. I would that love. I just good. invited myself, but sure. I want you to okay. come. <laughs> yeah, that all would right. be so fun. And then Castle. we can actually hang out, right? And we yes. can do fun stuff and not be scared. You can bring a Ouija board with you and make fun of Nick. Oh, update. Not update on the Ouija board. Uh huh. We've gotten lots of texts about this. I have. Decided to follow Jesus. <laughs> no that's, turning back. That's not true. No turning back. I have not you know decided. That song? 
I know that one. <laughs> I have decided to forego for now mm-hmm. my the Ouija. Ouija board experience. Okay. Um, I Did the Ouija board invite you to the fantasy suite or something. <laughs> <laughs> forego our separate room. I, I forget your. <laughs> he's a bachelor fan. I um, with I've never eyes. heard the word forego in any other context. I want you to finish, but then. A question for you, Nick. I, uh, I've done a little more digging into people's personal experiences with Ouija boards, mm-hmm. and they're basically all horror stories. <laughs> right. Um, I haven't, from the research I did since we last recorded, mm-hmm. I have not found, now I've heard other times in my life about people who've like had fine experiences with them. In the last week, I've heard nothing but disaster stories of people opening portals and being unable to close them. Right. And it is just a nightmare. Wow. So yeah. I, I think, think you'd be better off if I can just help you out here. Sure. I want you to, I, I think it'd be cool if you were able to yeah. like contact Pima. Yeah. It'd be dope. I think you'd be better off having a seance and having, having an actual like spiritual medium there to be able to, yeah, not a seance, just a meeting. Just meet. Yeah. But that's what it is. do the medium well, but, thing at their house. But the spiritual yours. medium is like, they're like, they're like calling to a specific and positive energy. They're not the Ouija board is like calling to anything out it's there. It's opening a portal. Yeah, exactly. So you're not you don't want to do that. You want to like it's a specific energy that you're calling to and trying to get a response from them. Yeah. Um now I think there's probably horror stories of like of someone else responding, mm-hmm. but the the one the more positive experiences that I've heard about have been in that context. So that might be a better option. Right. It did make me think Still about not making you a Waluigi shirt or a Waluigi board shirt. <laughs> that would be funny. At some point in the future. That's good. That would be funny. Maybe what's your it, What's your bachelor question? It'll have tentacles. Oh, I just want to know if you're watching the new season, but we don't have. Uh, only like tidbits because Emily's watching it, so I'm seeing like some of them. He sucks. He's so boring. He him. is a really boring. Also, the person. new host is boring. Jesse, Jesse Palmer. Boring. He actually was on The Bachelor earlier in his life. Okay, but he sucks. He was also the quarterback for Florida at one point. Great. Um, I'm sure he was boring there too. Guys, it's my heating pad that's doing the clicking. It's my uterus that's God. interacting. With. Uh, is it really? I, yeah, it really is. All I right. was wonder. I could not figure it out. What clicking? She it's said this. she was it's hearing just a in clicking. Me. Oh, it's in you. It's in me. Gotcha. It's in me, and it's in me. Just like no. Jesus. It's just me. So we're in Castle Black. Uh huh. We're at Castle Black. Um, and we're hearing Raper. Raper, 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 <laughs> thief, thief, raper, thief, ninth and raper, born, ninth born son. <laughs> um, yeah. So what they're doing is they're basically like talking. Sorry about the background sounds. The windows open. Someone's got a really cool car that's going past <laughs> and all the ladies are talking about they're it. They're all talking about it. Are we ladies? No, but the. The, the, the other are, ones that the, are out on the street at the ladies that are listening and talking any about ladies it. that can hear it are talking about how cool it is yeah I'm so pretty cool. hot right now so right. that's the heating is that because of the, the, hoodie, the hoodie and the heating pad or um, <laughs> oh is it the heating pad <laughs> nope <laughs> um so anyway what they're doing is they're like what we can imagine is like welcoming new recruits and acknowledging like why they're there this is why you're here and it sounds like they're a real stand up group of people um, but the important thing is uh, we go to this scene with Sam and Gilly. Sam walks past Alistair Thorne and um, Dickhead. Yeah, Janice Lint. Uh, fuck them both. And they make, a, they make that like joke about giving her a copper and finding out it's dirty and stupid and gross. He was literally talking about beheading Jon Snow 
because he had sex with somebody. And now he's joking that he's going to go like try to have sex with Gilly. You're a fucking asshole and you don't make any sense. Yeah. He's the worst. I hate him. Now um, that Joffrey's gone, he's the worst to me. I'll, I'll give you that. He probably hasn't had enough screen time yet for us to say that. But but apparently we're going to get it. Maybe he will. Um, Live your truth. Right. Sam and Gilly have this like weird flirting that's happening uh, where... As Big homeschool flirting vibe. As they're plucking right. geese. Plucking geese. <laughs> Very homeschool vibe. And not like cool homeschool. Which cool homeschool? <laughs> nope. Try again. <laughs> nope. Try again. Definitely not. She was cool homeschool. No. She's she, cool now. Not. I'm cool now. Did you hear the cupcake story? <laughs> that wasn't her fault. That, that was, was me flirting in high school. Like, are you going to lick my cupcake? <laughs> <laughs> and then the boys would be like, you have cupcakes? And then her mom that would depends. say, someone Lydia, else you're your not cupcake. allowed to have cupcakes. You Has know anybody you else sugar? licked this cupcake? Because if the answer is no, yes. I'm homeschooled. Then, right. No, you'll be what the if, first. What if, yeah, the youth pastor hands you the cupcake? Like, oh, you licked the cupcake. And you're like, I can't. I can't have sugar. <laughs> like, just mom, lick the fucking cupcake. No, my mom says I can't. <laughs> I'm trying to do a thing here. I'm saving it for marriage. Oh, man. Uh, so, anyway. <laughs> I'm not allowed to have gluten until marriage. <laughs> yep. That was the joke. Gilly didn't say this, but, but she, she said to. it with her face. She basically asked Sam if he's also had a wank over her. Yeet. And it was very funny and very awkward. And Sam just... I want to protect I want to protect you. Uh, it was kind of sweet. Because uh, he... Does, obviously, Sam cares for her. And she seems to like him back, which I like. Um, is it sweet when people are yanking it to you at night? Like, is it? do people find that sweet? Do you find that sweet? No, I, I, no one has ever told me that they've <laughs> pulled if one If tomorrow out, I like, come into work and I say, by the way... Out, <laughs> Uh, I would be flattered. Night. Yeah, I'd be flattered. Okay. All well, right. It has to be awkward homeschool flirting for it to be sweet. Okay. If no, it's yeah. Cr- if it's crass Nick, you're like, of course you did. <laughs> we know. She feels wanted. What haven't you done that to? Sam right. Sam made her feel wanted. If you yeah. ever met Marissa Miller in real life and you and like would that would be in the back of your mind the whole time, wouldn't it be like <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I probably wouldn't recognize her. <laughs> She's gotten old. But um yeah. <laughs> Anyway, She's got so Sam drops the news She's that a mom now. he she may have been a mom then. I'm not saying the moms aren't attractive. Yeah, I mean, kind of into moms. Um, me too. So, <laughs> what the fuck are we talking I'm into about? One specific mom. Okay. Anyway, what's, what's her name? Marissa Miller. God damn it. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, it's my wife. <laughs> I'm Mother of my child. No, I, yeah, I don't need you to cut that out. Right. We all know that was. A I joke. think she'll find that funny. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. I'll clear the room out, and you, we'll put a bed in here for you. Um, he'll sleep on the couch. It's fine. He's yeah. Okay. Anyway, he's done it before. <laughs> what I'm trying to say here, I took my headphones off, so I don't have to hear this. Is <laughs> Sam? He's now covering his drops ears. The, new, the news on Gilly that he wants her to go to Molestown. And uh, <laughs> he's like the monkey. No, see no evil. But I'm still speaking. Right. Evil. Um, true. Just see. According to no some evil. people. Um, yeah. Well, a lot of mm-hmm. people. Um, 
Oh my fucking god! <laughs> so, Just keep talking. It doesn't matter what we say. I can't. So yeah, Gilly's going to Molestown, which is the home of the most of the ugliest people on the planet. Yeah. Well, when you live in a place called Molestown, Molestown, yeah. Like, what and do you they're, think they're going to look like? They're all wearing so little clothes, yet a lot of clothes. Still, yeah, I'm right. like, how is your boob out? But you also have like Maybe a they floor just, length. Skirt. They haven't learned how to wear clothes properly in Molestown. It's very confusing. Well, Everything else is warm except right here. Right. Yeah. I think I missed this part. I was, uh, yeah, I don't think I saw the boob either, but I mean, it, wasn't a full, it, wasn't it was there. just like a, a side oh, well, like a good situation. Side boob. Who doesn't? I'm going to have to rewind and watch this episode again because uh, I can't just Google side Fresh boob. Fresh out of that Sports <laughs> Illustrated. <laughs> um, so, anyway, that was the scene. Molestown looks disgusting, and yeah. I think I would hate it there. Anyway, do you want to talk about the next Sam scene? Sam just says, Which is, Gilly. Gilly. Yeah, I dropped Gilly in Molestown, never looking back. Um, Stannis and so yeah, we we jump to Dragonstone. Uh, Stannis is looking longingly into this storm as Davos comes in, and he says, which is a, a really it's a funny line for Stannis. Mm-hmm. He says, "You're you're a literary man now. What do you make of that?" Like, talk, like yeah, it's not funny to to make fun of adults who are learning how to read. But I don't think he was making fun of him. That's well, a little bit. I think um, Davos reads it with his mouth moving uh and he realizes that he's reading the word joffrey that and joffrey's dead um and he and stan is like corrects him he's like no the usurper joffrey baratheon which you heard me call out that name as i threw a leech onto the fire um and so it's basically saying like hey if it wasn't for you i probably would have more of gendry's blood and be able to be a lot more powerful here um but you know you you released him um so Davos then gets into talking about, but I've brought a couple houses to your to your cause. Stannis dismisses that Shit quickly. On all of them. Says they have they don't have enough men between them to raid a pantry. Um, and then and then Davos says, but there are you know sellswords we can we can hire. Talking about the Golden Company says they never broken a contract, but that's not a Stannis thing. Stannis is not Stannis really doesn't want to have people that are paid to fight for him. And Davos makes a good point. He says, so we're willing to use blood magic to win the Iron Throne, but we're not willing to pay soldiers to fight. Um, and, you know, then they come up with the plan that, you know, or, you know, he says, I don't have any, we don't have any gold, all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, he says he'll figure something out and he said, you better hurry. You have your hand up. Would you like to say something? Yes. <laughs> I have a theory that I would like your opinion on. I would love to give you an opinion on your theory. So before Davos says... The Golden Company. Right. He talks about looking east. We yes. also know that there's a rising army in the east. It's true. Somebody who also has a deep love for Westeros mm-hmm. from afar. Do you think that there's any like uh chance that that like because Stannis obviously isn't a fan of the Anyone. Golden Company yeah, sell swords. But what about someone who's not fighting for money? Do you think that there's any chance that Danny and Stannis link up at some point? And Stanny happens? Danny and no. Stanny. But I just mean like like we don't know Danny's end game. Right. We know Stannis is like we we've heard her talk about wanting to sit on the Iron Throne. Right. But we don't know how committed to that she is. We do know that Stannis is will accept nothing less. Do you think that there's any chance that maybe they they choose to reach out to her because she doesn't fight for money? She has a love for 
the cause of, you know, the throne and maybe offer her some kind of like position of power that isn't obviously being the queen because Stannis is, you know, in his mind, the rightful king. Do you think there's any chance that this happens like this alliance? I would think not just because of her being a Targaryen and the history that revolves around that name. And like, I don't know what Stannis, if he had any part in any of the rebellion or anything like that, but like, I can't imagine that he would want a Targaryen or want someone who could potentially uh, threaten his chance at the throne. I think it's an interesting idea. I did like kind of going back a lot further when um, the Hound mentioned joining the Second Sons. Second Sons. Because I was like, oh, that's cool. Like, we know who they are. He said, uh, seems like it'd be a good fit for me, mm-hmm. too, because he's a second son. Yeah. It's pretty funny. Right. Anyway, I was just curious about that because Davos, before he said the Golden Company, he talked about looking east. And the only thing that we've really experienced east is Danny and the Dothraki and now the Unsullied. And like, that's the only thing that we've experienced. Now we know about the Golden Company and we've right. encountered the Second Sons. We know that there's more over well, there. Yeah, and it kind of sounds like from from all that has been talked about over the East, like the Bravosi and like just the famous fighters that exist within the East who are all very expensive. You know, who else evil. came from that side of the world? Don't do that uh, yet. Don't do that yet. Why? I got one later. The Faceless? I got one later. Man. Okay. Yeah. Do you know who I'm talking about? I do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Jockin? Um, yeah, Jockin, Jockin is, also. did give her the Bravosi coin. Um, There's somebody else. That's an interesting. That's an interesting. You know, take there. I agree with you, Keith. That I think that first of all, Stannis wouldn't do that. Like Stannis wouldn't. Um, I don't think he would allow that to happen because he knows if 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 Danny hits Westeros, there are going to be people that say Targaryens are actually the rightful rulers. Um, and he doesn't, he doesn't want to do anything. You know, it's, it's iron throne or bust for him. Right. So, right. and I don't think Danny would want to do that either. Cause he's a Baratheon. They're the ones that killed, you know, her family. Um, so I don't, I don't think that would work out, but it would be interesting if it did, that might be something that Davos says, no, we can, we can work this out. We can figure it out. Yeah. The only thing, the only two pieces that like make me think that Stannis, because I agree with you, I think that you ha- you had very spot on takes for what we've seen in the show. Mm. The only two pieces that made me think about it were one, Stannis obviously isn't a fan of people who fight for money, right. but that's not why Danny's doing what she's doing. The second thing is, Stannis didn't have a lot of respect from what we've seen for Robert. It kind of felt like obligation that he he rose up and did his duty. Um, but it doesn't seem like he was as on board with supporting Robert as, uh, some other people. Um, and likewise, you know, Danny hasn't had the best family experience with Viserys really being the only family she spent much time around. So that the only, that's the only wrinkle in the plan is like both of them had weird relationships with their family. Mm -hmm. So maybe in that they could unite and set aside the, like the hatred that their families have for one another and kind of throw a curveball into the mix. Those are the only two things that made me spark that idea of like, I don't know. I mean, it would be unconventional, but this show is full of weird, right. Experiences that don't really make sense. Like killing off, 
kings, you know, left and right doesn't fit like the the typical show runner type, you know, idea. But you know, they're doing it. So anyway, I but I I agree. Like I think that you had good insight into that. I didn't ask you because obviously you've seen more of the show, right? Um, but yeah, I think um I think all your all your points are pretty accurate for what we've seen. Yeah, and I think there's so few characters that I could say that Danny feels like she would kind of quote unquote team up with. And it that's would, a good. Oh, so who do you think is on that list? Uh, like I at first I wanted to say Tyrion, but because of him being a Lannister, I can kind of rule that one out too. It feels like yeah, really, the only person I could even remotely think of would be like John. It's it's bad that he is connected to the Starks, because obviously the Starks had a large part within the rebellion, but I. I almost wonder if the bastard not actually like status kind of covers over that a little bit because of her desire to lift up the people who like the slaves or the, the broken or the whatever. Yeah. Like in Tyrion's words. I could see that. And also like personality wise, like I can't see Stannis or anyone else that we've met being a team up quote unquote sure so like well, i think a team up is super rare if it would happen yeah it would have to be someone like that and it was i mean stannis wouldn't even team up with his own brother right <laughs> like, yeah you know so I, I i agree with you but that that's an interesting thought like who who might she and mm-hmm. the list is pretty slim i think yeah. you're right about that so from there uh, uh you know the last line in that scene is that uh you know Stannis says, if I don't press my claim, my claim will be forgotten. I won't become a, a page in someone else's history book. So basically saying, we've got to do something. We've got to do it now. Um, Davos goes for his reading lesson with Shireen. Uh, he, there's, a, there's a funny little joke to begin with where he says, I'm sorry I'm late. You know, Hand of the King doesn't have much leisure time. And Shireen says, you won't be a very good hand if the, you see the word knight and say, ka-nigget. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, I wrote that down too. That's pretty good. Um Davos uh, is given a book that is entitled The Life and Adventures of Elio Gravas, First Sword of Bravos. And Shireen says, I really like this one. It's full of sword fights and sword fights and pirates. You were a pirate once. And Davos corrects her and says, actually, I was a smuggler. Um, and, you know, and she said, what's the difference? He says, if you're a famous smuggler, you're doing it wrong. Um, and then goes on to talk about that he actually sailed to, Bra- sailed to Bravos one time and was almost killed by uh, a first sword of Bravos, talking, you know, because he's reading that book. So where you were going earlier, there is some theory out there <clears throat> because so Davos, this was probably 10, 15 years ago, something like that, that mm-hmm. this happened, his experience in Bravos with the first sword of Bravos. We have actually we've met a first sword of Bravos before. Um, and it is likely from a timing standpoint that the person who almost beheaded uh, Davos was possibly Sirio Farrell, who, who served as the first uh, sword of Bravos to the Sea Lord of Bravos, who's basically like the king or president. He's elected an official. He's called the Sea Lord of Bravos. He served as the first sword uh, to that person for, he says, I believe it's eight years. It's eight or nine years, something like that. Um, so there's a good shot that at that time was when Davos was there. And so it's possible that Sirio almost beheaded Davos. 
That's why I didn't want you to bring it up. <laughs> yeah, no, that makes sense. So kind of fun. And I was just kind of going through all the Broadway speeches. Like, yeah, but that yeah, it's just a kind of a fun like. Well, well maybe that happened. We don't so, have any history there. Right. But. What left this scene left me wondering a little bit was like, is there one first sort of Bravos or is first sort of Bravos like a gold cloak? So the Sea Lord of Bravo, there there are swords. But there's a first sword. So it's basically like the captain of the King's Guard. Okay. So the Sea Lord of Bravos is the elected official. He's the top right. of it. And then he has a first sword. So the so the number one captain of the guard basically mm-hmm. it would be considered the first sword of Bravos, which Sirio says he served as that um, for I think it was eight years. Um, so it's 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 kind of likely that that was the the first sword of Bravos that Davos encountered, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah. We don't know that it happened, but I I like to think that it did. A boy can dream. So it gets to Davos is working his way through like um, people not seeing the difference, and he says, "Well, I suppose if you work for the the Iron Bank of Bravos, each one of your gold barges is worth a half a kingdom. You tend not to be overly concerned with the kind of distinction." Dot dot dot. And then he realizes, shit, that's who I should be talking to, um, and so he tells Shireen to. You know, pick up a parchment, pick up a pen, and you know, start writing this message um, to the Iron Bank of Bravos. Basically, they've been taking money from the Lannisters for a long time. Well, he Davos probably doesn't know that, but for us, they've been giving money to the Lannisters for a long time to you know fund the war and all of those things. Well, now we know that they're kind of struggling when it comes to finances, um, and so it's possible the Iron Bank may say, "Well, let's back somebody else." Um, and Elena made mention of that last episode as well. Um, and so he's going to reach out to the Iron Bank and see if they're they would lend the gold to hire the Golden Company or buy ships or whatever to uh, increase their you know their power. So that's the end of that scene. Um, and then we can head back to Molestown. Yeah, this is a pretty quick scene uh, where basically Sam got her a job and he. Oh, we said, saw this already. Yeah, he says he doesn't want it to be no uh, other work, no other work, just kitchens. Right. Um, then we go to the scene with Oberyn and Ilaria. Uh, a lot of people in that bed. Lot and a lot of other people. I counted <laughs> five, but that's all I saw. The bed is big. Yeah. <clears throat> um, big, big bed. Yep. Keep going. It's my father's bed. It's like Shaq's bed. Ew. Yeah, <laughs> Shaq has a circular bed. Which he I did. Yeah, weird. at the time. When they, they did, did cribs. cribs, yeah, I'm sure he probably still has it. Probably, somewhere. it's like in a thirty foot somewhere. wide Superman bed. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I don't know why you'd want a circular bed, but then I think about why Orgies? not. That's... Why not just a big, a big rectangle? Circle is cool. It gives you more room. What if you just made a whole room a bed? I have bedroom. fantasized about that yeah. before. Not for any other reason than it, that would be dope to just like take your shoes off at the entrance to your bedroom and then just like jump in mm. if your room's small enough you can make that happen right now <laughs> my room <laughs> in college true. was small enough for that that's i'm sorry there you go yeah. <laughs> anyway uh so they are obviously like we're learning a lot about these characters uh the the guy who was like overseeing the entrepreneurs um we learned that he's uh, he he's gay. He and entrepreneurship. He do, he's himself. not interested in women, exclusively men for him. He's never acquired the taste. Never acquired the taste. Uh, Alaria seems to be interested in mostly Oberyn, which I liked. Um, but she, she kind of plays 
for whatever. Oberyn, though, we learn uh, is whoever, whatever. Like he he talks about when it comes to war, I fight for Dorne. Uh, when it comes to love, like I don't, uh, choose, I don't sides. choose sides. And so I I like that about him. I think that uh, we've talked about it before, but he's definitely the first meaningful character that we've seen. Uh, and he definitely breaks the mold of like what kind of character you would expect to, you know, be a part of the community that's supportive of like, you know, uh, open sexuality and like a fluid sexuality because he is an accomplished and respected warrior. He's a prince. Now we saw Renly, but Renly didn't have the same yeah. like prowess as far as respect among his peers. And We've seen that. others that have been fairly closeted. Yeah, he's the only. He's the first one that has been no shame, very open about it, very open, uh, very confident, and and obviously very like accepting of like whatever you like is is totally fine. Um, I like Oberyn a lot. Like Love the more Oberyn. the more that we see of him, the more I'm like, he's a good character. Um, then Tywin makes his way in, <laughs> and Oberyn is totally unfazed. He just does not care. Uh, he asked Tywin, to, it, would, you like to, would you like to sit on the bed? And Tywin <laughs> says, no, thank you. No, thank you. <laughs> really he emphasized, I like that Tywin emphasized it to let us know. It wasn't just like a, nah. It was like a, nope, I saw I what, was what was going on, going on. No, thanks. Because uh, Tywin's, Tywin's polar opposite of yeah. Oberyn. Like, you know, he is very much a... All business. All business. and, and So straight. Straight, so straight, very clean cut. Very, you love Tywin. I mean, he might not, know, not that part. I know, I know. He might not, not that be part. So straight. From what we've seen, Ooh. he's so straight. You think he's not? Ooh, I like these. I theories. mean, I'm just, I'm just throwing a theory out there. Okay, what Why do you not? What do you think is up with Tywin? I don't know. We've seen a lot of people in our day and age who rally against gay people and That's who are true. very gay themselves. Not that not that Tywin is doing are, that. Have many of their <clears throat> professions been pastor? Um, uh, ninety nine. We, we don't know. <laughs> percent of the we'll never really know. <laughs> we'll never really fully know. Um, Aren't we all pastors? I know. I way? hear all of the stories. <laughs> so um, we learned something really interesting about Oberyn because we've actually talked about. We talked about this last week. We talked about Oberyn's propensity towards or not towards poison, and how we didn't really see him being somebody who would utilize poison but what we learn is he actually studied poison at the citadel which we mm. have we talked about the citadel we like, have we have briefly mentioned it, i think that's where the maesters go to train yeah sam's oh. talked about it a little bit with gilly once but mm -hmm. sometimes you study things in school that you don't really ever use in your day-to-day -day life but he basically majored in it <clears throat> yeah like so he right. so he may not use it all throughout the day-to-day -day life but he <coughs> knows how they would function and how to you know Acquire them and I was which just ones to a use. Bad joke. No, yeah, I totally. yeah, I understand what you're saying. Because I like that he he is know, being interrogated basically he before he's given the the um you know judge. being the judge. But, okay, well, just oh sorry. <laughs> no, go ahead. He's being Spoiler alert: he becomes the judge. He's being interrogated a little bit, but and and Tywin has a good point. Like, hey, someone who's an expert in poison shows up, doesn't like the Lannisters at all. Uh, but shows talks up to my son uninvited, and. Now the king is dead from poison. Like, who would you ask? You know? So, I mean, that, that is, it's a good look into Oberyn's past. It's also makes sense for Tywin to ask some questions. Yeah. 
Um, so then they get into, uh, basically Oberyn flips it and starts talking about like Alar, um, Elia, Elia, sorry. Um, and he asks Tywin if he denies involvement in it. Cause he's, he's talking about like, um, you know, the hound answers to you, the mountain, I'm um, sorry, the mountain answers to you. So do you. Like, are you saying, you know, you're saying you didn't know, like you didn't yeah, know he what... wouldn't have done things without your, without a, the superior's orders or whatever. And, um, I forgot the, the response from Tywin, but it was like basically categorically, like, categorically. Yeah. I think it's just categorically, but he says, um, it might be categorically. Yeah. He says, so you deny having any involvement and Tywin kind of gives him a grin, like looking back at him very like slyly and says categorically and like. I don't believe you. <laughs> yeah. Um, then he invites him or, you know, he tells him that he wants him to serve uh, as a judge. He'll also name him to the small council, um, which is a different take than how I kind of thought that this, when it first, when Tywin first walked in the room, I didn't expect this to be the end result of this scene. Um and you know he's talking about justice for justice, and and basically like we're gonna make, we're gonna right the wrongs of everybody. Like everybody's gonna get theirs, uh, and and we'll figure it out. Um, but I just thought it was kind of interesting how you know Oberyn when we first are introduced to him, uh, it was pretty clear from uh from early on that the main reason he was there was for justice to avenge his sister um and and right that wrong and we expected that to be like beef with tywin but it kind of has i mean he he has a moment here where he tells like because tywin's like i'm unarmed and no guards like should i be worried should i be worried and Oberyn's like you know that that's not who i am yeah. like i'm you know i'm not that guy i'm not gonna I, w- I would be drawn and quartered. Like, he goes in the whole thing, but um, it, I just thought it was interesting how, like, Oberyn seems level-headed. He seems somebody who has high honor. Um, definitely He's calm in situations that you wouldn't expect someone to be calm. Yeah. Um, this is just another example, though, of Tywin just playing every chess piece he can, man. He, he knows exactly what buttons to push to get Oberyn to do what he wants him to do, and... He says that we're not the Seven Kingdoms until Dorne rejoins the fold, and he actually mentions too that at, we know that there is a Targaryen out there that has three dragons, and we also know that Dorne was the only one to uh, to not um, succumb to Aegon Targaryen with with his dragon. So it seems like maybe we should have somebody that has that firsthand or not firsthand experience, but like grew up learning how they uh, defended themselves against that. Um, he's just playing every chess piece he can, which is really, it's, it's just so Tywin. Mm-hmm. Very yeah. Tywin. Um, then we move on to Podrick and Tyrion. Podrick and Tyrion. What oh man, this scene. is the breakup that it, it's just, it's the most powerful breakup we've had. And I, I don't know if it's the same, if it's the best one we, we get, but it is sad. Yes. Very, very sad. Um, so, so Tyrion is sitting in his little, Dungeon Pod comes in with um with some food and and you know pulling stuff. it out of everywhere yeah pulling it out of lots of different orifices 
But he says that uh, he says that they found the wine and took that off of him. Um, Tyrion says that was a noble effort. <laughs> but he talks about all the things that he did. He was able to bring. Tyrion asked about Shay. Podrick says he hasn't heard anything. Uh, I suppose that's a good thing. Uh, and then he kind of, you know, Podrick starts to tell Tyrion, like, here's what's going on. You're going to stand trial. There's going to be three judges, Mace Tyrell, uh, your father, and Oberyn, which Tyrion is like, wait, what? Why would it be Oberyn? And and then he puts together that Tywin's just doing what Tywin does, just playing chess pieces and manipulating everybody. Um, and Podrick, Tyrion asks Podrick, do you think that I murdered Joffrey? And Podrick says, of course not. Uh, you didn't, right? <laughs> and he's like, no, of course not. You know, and and if I would have murdered him, I wouldn't have been standing there with you know just staring at basically the murder weapon in front of everybody. I would have think that I'd be, I would think they'd be more clever than that. Um, so so from there, Tyrion starts to give us what we were talking about earlier, where he's starting to do sort of the investigation, uh, and he goes through everybody's um, he goes through everybody's you know motives and. Uh, and their reasoning behind it. He talks about Tywin and like, yeah, maybe, you know, it would have been easy to take ta- take Joffrey off so that he could, you know, control Tommen. He talks about Cersei, although say everything, say whatever you want about Cersei, but she loves her children. She probably would never do that. Um, you know, and then, you know, just ha- can't really figure out, um, you know, can't really figure out who, who it would be, who would gain the most from it. Um, and then uh, Podrick, you know, they had their conversation about somebody approached me and said that asked me to testify against you. And Tyrion says, well, you, what did you tell them? And he said that I, I told them no. Um, and Tyrion realizes that if Podrick is going to, if there is a, a conspiracy to basically potentially execute Tyrion for killing the king, there's a chance that they're going to execute. They're going to think Podrick had something to do with it, and they're going to execute him as well. And Tyrion wants none of that on his hands. So he basically kind of does a similar, not necessarily the same thing with Shay, because Podrick doesn't need that. Like he doesn't need to be completely cut off and you know made to believe that Tyrion doesn't care about him or anything like that. But he just says, "This is an order. You got to get yourself out of King's Landing because I'm not going to be walking to the execution block and see your head already there," um, which. Man, like, fucking yeah. love Tyrion, man. Well, and the emotion that they both show on their faces and in their words is just great. It is. It really is. And and they're and as Podrick's walking out, Tyrion, um, you know, calls him one more time and says, you know, there's never been, there's never lived a more loyal squire. And I have goosebumps right now because I'm so sad. Because man, these were the two. This is the the relationship that we needed. Mm-hmm. And now it's it's gone. Tyrion says, "Podrick, this is farewell." Um, and he bows his head and exits the the cell for a split second, because Pod's leaving. You wanted him to kiss? No. Yeah, I did. I did <laughs> sure. want that. Um, Tyrion says, "Pod," and pauses. It obviously went in a really sweet direction. What I kind of hoped he was going to ask him is, what did you do with those horses? <laughs> <laughs> so they've already talked what about that. happened? I, but I wanted like, you he wanted to details. know. details. I wanted this to be the moment where Tyrion got ultimate clarity. Like, I'm dying. This is it for me. Yeah. Tell us the audience. You want Pod to like break the fourth wall and give like a master to class. Tell yeah. you how to <laughs> like, Bro, what the fuck did you do? 
Anyway, it didn't better than that, but I just that was the thing that I was like, oh, this is what we're gonna get. We're gonna get it. Yes, you were just waiting for it. humor because you had your notepad out and everything. I was like, You're oh, ready. Oh yes, but not this one. My other one for my personal notes. Um, Sports Illustrated edition. Sports Illustrated edition. Um, it was like notes all in the margins. <laughs> Pod did this like arrows pointing to body parts. Um, okay, no, so, bad. <laughs> not, not here, here, but yes, here. It's just big letters. No alphabet. <laughs> Not the alphabet. <laughs> then we go to the wildling attack, mm. which it was cool to get some action mm. uh, in this episode. A little sad about dad dying with an arrow to the head. Oh. Eh, fuck that dad. <laughs> All right. He's weak. The mom got an axe, if that makes you feel better. It does, because I saw what they were doing to some of the other women, and I was like, yeah. Uh, axe yeah. seems like a good, the good thin, option. The thins are brutal. Brutal, man. Like, we got that vibe from them when they were, you know, like putting the arm on the fire. I know you're going to get to it, so I'm not going to say the line, but the line that 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 Magnar gives, yeah, to where he, oh, well, I don't have the quote specifically, but he tell he he's sending this kid to cat. He says, "Do you know how to get to Castle Black?" Uh, and then he tells him, "I'm going to eat your." He tells him, "Open his eyes. That's your mom. That's your mama, and that's your papa. I'm going to eat your dead mama and your, your dead, dead papa." papa. Go tell the crows at Castle Black. Like, what the it fuck? It was the mama and papa for me. I was like, is this a nursery rhyme? Yeah. Why yeah. are you saying And the that? way he says it has like a little accent to it. It's yeah, just it was fucked creepy. up. But in a good, like in a like, oh shit, this is, the, the, this is a force that I'm excited to see like more of what they do. Yeah. Not <laughs> love their work. I love <laughs> big I, fan of your work. Big fan. <laughs> um, <laughs> eating people. <laughs> chef's kiss. Chef's kiss. I don't think it would taste very good, but you. That's another. Yeah. I mean, I think we've we've covered this actually. Have we? Yeah, yeah. we taste like pork. Like a cupcake? Figure that out. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Only certain parts. Oh. Okay. We, so then we find out that that, 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 <laughs> that child. <laughs> I'm trying to move on. <laughs> That child did make it to Castle Black, um, and he's not really the main focus here. Obviously, he's told them. Now they're like in panic mode. Like, what do we do? We've got the Wildling Army coming up to the wall. We've got something happening beyond, the, like on our side of the wall. What do we do? Um, we've only got 100 men. John in this moment is like, oh, guys, by the way, um, <laughs> I told the I told um Mance Raider that we have a thousand men. And here's the bad thing. Yeah. Because that this is when we get This is Grin and Ed come, mm-hmm. you know, come right. in and um and they are explaining what happened at Crasher's Keep. And so yeah, so that's why that's where we get to like, hey so John and Alistair Thorne agree that they can't do anything about the wildlings that are already on on this side of the wall because they're being they're going to be drawn out. They can't lose any men to to uh, to fight these guys. They can't risk it. It really sucks for all those villages. But that's the that's we're the watchers on the wall basically. Um, and for John and Alistair Thorne to agree on anything, that's pretty powerful pretty, yeah. to all these people. Um, then that's when the horn blows and it's Rangers returning. Grin and Ed come you know uh, stumbling in. And they explain what happened at Craster's Keep, what's going on there now, and that the mutineers are still there. Um, and that's when what you were saying, Jay, that uh, John says, "Hey, little problem. 
I told him we had a thousand people here at Castle Black alone. If and the mutineers know that that's not true, how long are they going to keep that to themselves when Mance starts pulling their fingers off or pulling their fingernails off? Probably not very long. Um, and so Mance has everything they that he needs to crush us. He just doesn't know it yet, and we have to keep it like that so that he doesn't bring his full force onto the wall all at one time. We can probably, you know, uh, defend against bands if they're just to keep coming with bands and defend the wall against that. But if they were to bring the full hundred thousand on the wall at one time, they could just overpower them really easily. So John now is changing his tune, saying we've got to send a band of of you know uh, people to take care of the mutineers at, at castle black. He makes, he has a line in there where he says that even if every one of us here kills a hundred wildlings, there's still nothing we can do. And Pip just looks up and says, I don't think I can kill a hundred wildlings, <laughs> which is just Pip. In a nutshell. Oh, Pip. Yeah. <laughs> great, great line. Uh, so now, yeah, John's saying, Hey, we've got to go. Um, we've got to go basically kill the mutineers or, you know, take, bring them back here so that they don't, uh, Mance doesn't get to them first, which, Sorry for taking your scene, but it's all good. It was a little, yeah, there was a little thing in there. Yeah, no, it's fine. Uh, so after that, we moved to Danny. You got it. <laughs> uh, I'm sure you'll grab it here in a second. <laughs> so the I love this because uh, we get a shot of Marine and uh, we see the pyramids. It's like it looks extremely advanced as far as like the architecture and just the city itself. It looks. I mean, from what we've seen, it it appears as though like east of the Narrow Sea is the place to be if you want like cool scenery and like cool big cities and and beautiful architecture and stuff like that. King's Landing has you know like like the Red Keep is nice, but pretty much everything else we've seen is like weird stone castles. Yeah, it's fun. Like- Fun gross England versus Egypt. Right. Right. Exactly. Fun fact to that. Uh, it's funny that you bring in the Marine and King's Landing thing. So King's Landing was shot in Croatia. Um, that's the that's you know where they shot the whole city, and then also Marine was Croatia. So same same country that they were filming in. Um, so similar architecture. Yeah, I just the shot like the landscape shot was it was cool, and there's obviously one pyramid that's bigger than the other ones that are there. Um, so then we see Danny and the, uh, Unsullied army marching up to the giant fucking wall. Like I, there was a, there was a shot where it was hard to see the people, but they, they were so small on this little balcony, like three quarters of the way up this wall. Um, and so Danny and her army kind of like arrive, uh, and then this one person comes out the gate. Uh, one rider. That's, that's where you see how how big those walls are. Because yeah. the one dude coming out is like, is that a person? Even the even the uh, like the the gates themselves were like huge, huge compared to this one tiny person. Um, Jorah explains that this is a this is their champion, the champion of marine. They want you to send someone to challenge, you know him. Uh, he just whips it out and pees. Yeah, we get a nice little mushroom shot. Like, okay. So like, the second dick we saw in this episode. Yeah, we get quite a bit of dick. Yeah. Um, I'm into sure. it. Um, so he takes a piss, um, and basically um, Masande is translating here, and she's saying that he's saying that an army of, like, the, this is an army of men with no man parts is 
like nothing like what are you gonna do to us um danny is like a little bit frustrated rightfully so but she keeps her composure and asks do i have a champion is there anyone who's gonna stand gray worm is the first one who's like yep me i got this she's like you're the captain of the unsullied i need you before um, we go any further, I just right. wanted one of the lines that Masande has, or what Masande like says from the guy, is uh, he's talking. She's talking about the uh, army of men with no man parts, but then he's then the guy is talking about Danny, and Masande said he claims that you are no woman at all, but a man who, and she pauses, and then she kind of like says it quickly, like, hides his cock in his own asshole. <laughs> like I don't want to, and like this is not me saying this is him, but <laughs> maybe I didn't see it correctly, but I it looked like Danny was like laughing a little bit. Yeah, is a the the way she didn't really thought it was funny. Yeah, and the way that Masande delivers the line is really is really funny too. She's like, I don't want to say this, but this yeah. is what he's saying. Um, so Grey Worm, I just his willingness to like ride or die for Danny is my favorite. Um, then Barristan offers, and uh, you know, she says that basically because of your experience, you can't. Uh, Jora then steps up. I kind of. I kind of thought she was going to let Jorah do it. Um, but then, you know, because he's her oldest friend and closest ally and blah, 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 blah. You can't go either. She literally said, no, 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 waiting on Dario to say, like, <laughs> me. <laughs> he's the last one to step up. Um, she says, she, she has this, like, almost, like, humored look on her face, like, about time, you know. <laughs> Uh, steps aside, says no horse, and he's like, "Why would I need a horse?" Um, so then he just kind of like steps up. I, I kind of wanted him to like provide more distance from Danny mm-hmm. than he did. Yeah, obviously he had close. a he had a game plan, but it was just a little close for comfort. Like I wanted him to protect her by moving further out in case this goes badly. Yeah. Um, we're but gonna I, do this over here. Yeah, like even if it's just like an act, like he's close enough to where like it could accidentally hit her, mm. even if the guy wasn't trying to. Um, so then he kind of like there, he's looking back, and I'm like, this is silly. Then he winks at her, and he pulls the 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 woman knife, uh, the bleeder knife out of his, and he holds it funny, and you kind of like, at least Ives was like, okay, he's gonna throw Don't this. Throw it. Gives it a little smooch. He does look kiss and he throws it right in the horse's eye. The Ooh. horse falls, uh, and then in a very quick movement, he slices the guy. What do we decide that that's called? An Eric. Eric, yeah. Um, with the Dothraki killing weapon, uh, just fucking one swipe, and that dude's dead. There's a cloud of dust, and then as the dust is settling, like all the people of Marine are like, uh, uh, that's not what we expected to happen. Um, and then, then he pees. Then yeah. he pees. Uh, no dick shot on that one. No dick shot, unfortunately. Um, we're all wondering what he's packing. Like, I'd like to know. Uh, yeah, let's be real. Um, do you think that his is bigger than the last Dario? Maybe that's why they cast him. We can't cast you. You got too tiny of a penis. I feel like how it's bad probably, would that feel? I feel like it's probably the opposite because they didn't show this guy's. How bad would that feel? Like you're auditioning for a part. And there, there's going to be frontal nudity. And they but you say, have to have a big dick. We really liked how you delivered everything. You just need a bigger dick. I think they've got prosthetics. Yeah, I was about away. to say, I think there are. Don't blow holes. Are. 
Sorry. Don't blow on my dick holes. But blow on holes. Right. I didn't think this was how the scene was going to go. I expected, especially with as far off as the champion was, I thought she would just be like, and a dragon would just like, I didn't about a dragon. Take him off. And I was going to be like, okay, I want that to happen. Yeah. Just Just a quick, not even like glorious dragon eating you scene. Because we've seen how big these dragons keep growing. Like, she didn't it, even use them. Yeah. Well, I think that there's a little bit of the honor thing here. Like the one-on-one, they sent one champion to well, face yeah. one champion, and her champion happens to be a dragon. <laughs> That's fair. If you had it a is, dragon, you'd probably send it out too. It probably. is her child. Yeah. Their their goal when they got to Yunkai, same thing. They wanted the the slaves to almost like rise up with right. them slash for them. And so, like, there's enough slaves in the in Yunkai to, if they were to rise up, they could take those people on. And so they did, and that's what um, that's what Jora and them, you know, kind of explain when they get back to the tent. So I think they're kind of giving that opportunity to these guys too, right? And you know, basically saying like, hey, you can rise up too. You can be free as well. Um, and if you rise up, we're going to help you, kind of thing. Well, that's what she gets into. So she talks about asked for, you know, we saw, you know. They were slaves and now they're free and they're standing behind me. Young guy, they were slaves. Now they're free and they're standing behind me. Marine, uh, you're not our enemy. Um, you know, I give you no commands. Like this whole big speech, it was awesome. You can see the slaves, like the looks on their faces. It's very like intriguing and curious, but they don't yet have the motivation to do anything about it. And that's when she says forward they roll out the catapults yeah. and they launch what at first we don't really know what's going on. Um, but it's not seem it doesn't seem to be doing any damage. And then we get the shot of the, the slave going down collar. to pick up the yeah. collar. Uh, and the way it pans up is like, we get to look at his collar while he's got this collar in his hand. Um, and obviously that's Danny like offering them, it's you know, a good shot too. Like a it's really a good, good shot. shot where you're seeing, like you said, seeing the collar that's broken and seeing the collar that's still intact on this guy's neck, um, and his face kind of changes. Uh, but yeah, you don't really know when she says fire. Like you don't know what they're you know catapulting. Yeah. Um, and there's just a bunch of barrels that go crashing into all different kinds of this, you know parts of the city. Um, and yeah, then you get that shot. I just I think that shot is a really, really cool one because um, it shows the the two you know. The dichotomy, that work? Yeah. Hey. I yeah. My f- my favorite part of this whole episode was the sound effect when she said fire and the catapults launched. It was the it was like the like. I don't really know how to describe it. It was this like cool like. Whooshing? Can you do an imitation for yeah. us? No, I don't think I can. I don't <laughs> have the confidence on. of it. Um, because I can make fun of. You play YouTube. the alligator noise, but you won't do a whooshing. Yeah, I didn't make the alligator noise. <laughs> that was just. I some... wish you would have. I made the alligator noise, <laughs> and it was wrong. <laughs> so I'm not going to be different species, <laughs> different kind of alligator. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I I did think that that was a great shot to end on. Um. And that's obviously where we get the name of the episode: Breaker of Chains. Breaker of Chains. Um. Could have been breaker More of collars, collars probably, yeah. but um, I guess metaphorical chains. It's a neck chain. Neck mm. chain. There's probably they do. It does have like a hook on it, so you can attach a chain to it. Mm-hmm. Um, oh God, I hadn't thought about that. Makes me think of The Walking Dead. Anybody watch The Walking Dead here? A little bit, and then it disappointed me, and I. And stopped. Michonne had the walkers that she 
I guess they were her brothers. Without arms, right? Yeah, and no jaw. She cut their jaw so they couldn't bite her. Right. Um, yeah, I forgot about that. I did see that part. It just makes me think about that. Yeah, I I, st- I haven't I didn't keep up with Walking Dead, but I made it that far. Um, anyway, I like this episode. I thought it was a pretty good one. It didn't involve Joffrey dying, so it's not my favorite episode, but um, it's up there because we saw dead Joffrey. Yeah, so dead. shit's starting to happen though. Like you know, yeah. and I've said it six times, but being season four being the second part of that third book, like season three is just the build up, just the build up, and the red wedding happens, and then everything in the rest of that book is just like, bam, 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 bam. And so this is, we got some great storylines coming with, you know, Danny and Marine. Um, we've got, you know, Davos is now writing the Iron Bank. Tywin and Tyrion. Uh, Oberyn's a phenomenal character. We are ready for a pretty awesome season. Anything else from you, Keith? I think those might have been trebuchets and not catapults, but that's fine. I don't want to necessarily be. Super they were catapults. Oh, you can do. You're doing it. So go ahead. Were, is that what you were checking? Yeah. Okay. It was a catapult. Justin was right. That's what I thought. Great. You were checking. Thank you. Anything else from you? Nope. Anything else from you? Uh, no. I think I'm good. I just I liked how much we talked about cupcakes. We did talk about cupcakes <laughs> a, lot. a lot. I don't love cake in general, but I like cupcakes. You do or you don't love? I cake? don't. Strawberry cake. I die. eat the cupcake like a sandwich, so I don't lick them at all. If if anybody was wondering, all right, I lick the icing right off. Yeah, and then throw but the I also don't do away. ABCs. <laughs> so there may be a correlation there. Maybe you should try. Right. It might make your cupcake. No, apparently better. the ABCs don't work. But no, on a cupcake, yeah, like it depends you. on the language. Is what we decided. I it's think. It's true. Ooh, yeah, it's yeah. true. We need it's, something with some tillities. If it's Dothraki, maybe it it works. Yeah. Yep. What's your favorite dessert? Ice cream. Nick? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's probably just a straight ice cream, but I do like banana pudding, and I also get fancy sometimes. Love me some tiramisu. Mm-hmm. I do not. Mm-hmm. Me too. Mm-hmm. Lydia? Um, anything with chocolate or right. twisty treat. The mm. Okoe one. Right. Okay. Obviously. The Okoe one is Twisty treat over Dairy Queen? The only good one. Oh, yeah. No, okay. hell no. No, nah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not on that on And that I want train. my my server person to be pregnant. <laughs> At Dairy Queen? I think it's required. No, at Twisty Treat. I think oh. it's required, yeah. I don't think I've ever seen a pregnant person at Twisty Treat What's before. terrible no, is the I pregnant have. ones on roller skates at Sonic, and you're like, Gah! Stop! <laughs> I love Sonic. Um, Dragons and Dreadforts on media, all platforms. Dragons and Dreadforts. Well. 352-541-2409? Well, it's just Dragons and Dreadforts. 407-938-20. Yeah. It's 352. Yeah, okay. so if you have any uh, anything you want to say, if you would like to talk about your experience with the birds and the bees and how... Uh, the oh, church. someone, please yeah, do. Yeah, how the church please do. gave Jordan, you a metaphor for Jordan Collins your damaged goods Tell if you have sex. Tell us about your object lessons. Right. Yeah, please call in 352-541-2409. If anyone else journeyed up and uh, participated in God's plan for growing up, let us know. Mm. That's what, what my program was called in fifth grade. Journeyed up? No, God's oh. plan for growing up. Oh, cool. Mm. I said journeyed up accidentally. Yeah, call, us, call in. Let us know what it looked like for you. Do it. Thanks. Bye. I just wanted to say trebuchet. That's it. Bye. I love you. <laughs>